Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit down, have some drinks with people, and try to recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub, also on Twitter at Kilgallen's Pub. I'll give myself a follow on both those platforms as well as Facebook. You just search Joe Kilgallen. I'm on everything. My website's joekilgallen.com. Got some dates up there, some new ones. Going to be in Cleveland on September 6th at the Winchester in Lakeside or Lakeview. I can't remember the name of the fucking town, so I apologize to everyone for that. Lakewood? I think it's Lakewood. Then I'm going to be in Roanoke, Virginia, which I still can't pronounce. I'm, this is bad promo right now. Anyway, Grand Rapids, the second weekend of September. Uh, great podcast. I've got one of my oldest friends in stand-up comedy. I've known her since she started back in 2008 or 9 in Chicago. I forget which year. And uh, her name is Lisa Traeger, known as Glitter Cheese on social media. Her Instagram's great, Twitter, all that. She's been on, um, she's got a Netflix special coming out soon. She's had her own Comedy Central half hour. Adam Devine's House Party, Chelsea Lately. She was on a, a Louis C.K. show, and we will talk about that, as you can imagine. And uh, she's just awesome. I always liked her because she's always been like the most raw, real person. Uh, she's the same person on stage as off stage. She's hilarious. Uh, I'm a big fan of her stand-up and her, her as a person. So I know you guys are going to be really into this one. It's kind of a longer one. Um, I know some of them, you know, sometimes the podcast is right around an hour, hour and a half, which is nice. And sometimes it goes into the two and a half hour range. But like I've said before, listen to it in chunks. But this is a good one because uh, Lisa opens up my eyes to a lot of things. And with uh, some things in regards to the Me Too movement, I didn't even understand, and or maybe not understand is the right word, but really, there's perspectives where you're like, oh shit, okay, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot that as as dudes we just, um, some of it is our, our own fault, some of it's just the system in which we were born into where we're like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize I naturally do that thing and how that can be shitty towards women. So so when you hear that, don't get fucking defensive about it. Just you know, fix it, be better. That's that's what I need to do more of. That's what I think we all need to do more of. Just be, you know, more aware. Like, you know, love women and um what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know, I was going to say include them, but that sounds like, you know, there's some poor kid at camp who no one wants to be friends with. But you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you, get, you she makes great points. I'll just listen to the podcast and listen to her. Don't you you hear me talk enough about everything um some of you who follow me on instagram know that i had a really cool weekend performing at the vic as part of ryan dempster's uh off the mound with ryan dempster was the name of the show it's a, a project he's pitching mlb network in which he sits down like a late night like letterman conan style and interviews people affiliated with major league baseball these are mlb legends he had carrie wood one of my favorite pitchers of all time one of my favorite players of all time love carrie wood i've got three carrie wood jerseys and he was a great dude everyone i met was amazing it was a fantastic night i had my cousins there so they got to enjoy it with me which is always really cool and so big thanks to ryan dempster it was for a great cause it was for chicago public schools which i was a chicago public school kid up until high school and then I went to an all-guys catholic school also in the city though but uh yeah so i really appreciate where where he's uh, you know helping out there you know he's he's a great guy very charitable and yeah man those dudes were cool as hell it was really fun to go up there and um warm up the crowd i met Asi Gian, sean casey glendon rush glendon's the best i love that dude cool guy and um who else am i missing i don't want to forget anybody anthony rizzo who i met when i got to do his charity event back in january another again these are great human beings i love people who give back to their communities and baseball players do that and that's what all these guys were doing so it's really cool to see and mlb network would be really smart to pick that up if you want to hear more details about that specifically go check out my other podcast comedians talking baseball it's a weekly podcast that drops every monday 
I'm talking really fast because I, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. I want to get right into Lisa's interview. Other than that, anything else I want to say? No. Uh, be good to each other, right? I think the world could still be a very good place. I, I'm, I'm being optimistic and positive these days. And um, surround yourself with good people. Be good to each other. You know, have a few drinks. And if you don't drink, that's fine too. I'm not promoting that. Uh, just, you know, do, do what makes you happy. That's, uh, that's my... My, my message to the kids. And, um, and also, you know, enjoy this podcast. We, we definitely, you know, I get, it's got some serious tones to it, but definitely a lot of silliness, some fun stuff, some Simpsons talk, a little porn in there for you. For the pervs who like the podcast, you'll enjoy that part of it. And uh, so without further ado, uh, in, enjoy Kilgallen's Pub. Cheers. Hell yeah, I'm sitting here with Lisa Traeger, a super old friend, one of my oldest friends in comedy, actually. Kilgallen's Pub. <laughs> yeah, we're both drinking Coors Light, keeping it fancy here in my basement. Normally record at the Laugh Factory, but no. I figured you're staying with your parents in Skokie. I live in Jefferson Park. We don't need to go all the way by Lakeview, right? Yeah, no, I'm so glad um, you did this. And I love, I just, I don't drive. I live in New York, so I don't really drive that often. So it's nice to just be on the highway on off-peak hours. And, Reminds and a, me of my youth because I went parking. to school off Oster for a while at North Park. So you don't drive at all? Did you feel comfortable driving? Yeah. Or was it foreign? Okay. No, I feel super, super comfortable. I mean, I parked really bad. Like, I had the niece and nephews, and I kept hitting the curb as I parked. It was humiliating because it's, you know. You ever drive so bad? Well, you don't drive often, but I was talking about this with someone the other day. I got cut off in traffic, and my instinct was about, I was about to be like, mother... And then I took a second, and I'm like, nah, I deserve that. I was driving like shit. I would have I cut me off, too. Oh, and no, I, was able I always to apologize. Myself. I oh, always say see? I'm sorry. I always pick my hands up, or I do the what me like I put what's how do you I describe it uh, what I'm doing in like, words. Oh, me? No, I didn't mean but to. But what's like, this that's hand a, motion? Like, like the a shrug, shrug emoji? Shrug. I do that. Like, where it's like, like Jordan I'm sorry. Yeah, I did a bad job. See, that's nice because well, the thing is, this person cut me perfect. off. They cut me off, and I remember being like, "Oh, that was a fucking dick move." But then I thought, you know what? I was probably glancing at my phone. I'm not driving as quickly as I should. I don't blame that person. And I kind of gave him a tip of the hat. And then I had a, a flashback and that moment. Do you remember this shit? You were, you were pretty mad at the time. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I was do. A purpose. You know where <laughs> I'm going with this? Now I do. <laughs> there was an ambulance going down, I think probably Belmont, I feel like. Yeah. It was totally Belmont. We both pulled over for the ambulance, like yeah. good citizens. And then when we pulled back, I totally gunned and went right by you. Yeah. And then you like posted on Facebook. I want everyone to know that Joe Kilgallen's <laughs> a piece of shit. Pulled over for someone who's probably dying. Oh no, this and is got a stupid minivan past us. I thought of something else. So one time I was driving down Belmont as well and someone behind me just kept honking and honking and it was a light and I was like, what the fuck? And I was getting rageful and I kept looking and then I saw that it was an Asian person. I was like, this fucker, like obviously it's an Asian person and it was my good friend CJ Teledano. Oh, that's nice. And I just had no and he yeah he made me so mad but it was just a pal trying to say hi and i yeah. was being so racist and furious but i don't know i also love chicago I, all the good chicago sh like not everything every time i do I, you can't do all of it no no because my mom's cooking too. You'll, you'll be hurting for a while if you do i am hurting but like my mom's cooking foods too and she gets offended if i'm not going to be eating her stuff so it's like a balance between at home cooked meals and trying to hit up all the spots i miss next the one i've missed a few times next time i have to go to bat seven I don't know Evanston. Bat 17. Bat, it's in Evanston? Should, okay. Oh, what, what I, I get the dude. It's sandwiches, but like it's so many. So it's like 
the menu is split up chicken, beef, turkey, and they make soups. They make uh, great desserts and they have boots of beer. It's oh, like a sports like bar type That's of thing. Fun, yeah. But I get a sandwich called The Dude and it's like challah bread, um, sirloin steak slices, white cheddar, mayo fries, coleslaw, and it's just so good. I'm into most of that. I'm not the biggest coleslaw guy. I, don't know I know, why. but you know how like I don't love Swiss cheese, but in a Reuben, it's I hear awesome. you. Okay, some things work so like it's that. Kind of like um, I thought you were gonna say mayo. Like mayo is my favorite. I thing. I could I could do mayo if it's light. I'll order a sandwich with, you know, if light mayo comes on it. Like my wife, Nicole, I you know her, I have to say my wife for the listeners. Uh, she will order her corned beef with light mayo. Like when we get corned beef sandwiches. And I don't like it, but she inevitably never finishes anything. So I always get it, which is always a bonus, actually. Yeah, I would do mustard with corned beef. I do, too. I do mustard I with corned do, beef. And I love, my favorite right, recently had been um, BLTs with mayo on a croissant. You know what I had croissant wise? So you came up clutch on Sunday. You came to visit. You saw the house. You got to see my son Maddie, who you hadn't seen since he was a week old. Yeah. You saw him like right away. I know. And I was jealous every time we saw our friend Megan post or anyone post. I've been dying. To and come you back. came, you, you got him a very sweet gift, a gift of a Cubs build a bear, which is Always. really nice. And it's named Rizzo. You got the birth certificate and everything, <laughs> which is really cool. And uh, I remember I, had a, I, I was thinking about this the other day. You and Prescott Toll came to visit when he was a week old, when we were living in L.A. Yeah. still, Burbank. And you got you you brought my favorite collection of gifts because you know everyone comes by that first week or two and gives you gifts for the baby. They bring you food because it's like oh you're probably too tired to cook. So here's some easy stuff. Here's this. Here's that. And here's some toys and whatnot. You came with some toys for him, which was awesome. A couple of them are actually on the ground there because they're like balls. There's like a basketball and a soccer ball thing, and uh, a thing of craft che- singles. Oh, because yeah. one time you stayed with us and I had like <laughs> you made Nicole brand. get generic brand uh, American cheese slices, and it's like of all the things to scrimp on, like you get your Captain Crunch, you get everything you want, and craft singles are better than any other thing. Yeah, I know. And the funny thing is, she actually went uh, generic brand recently, and I said, "What for?" And she's like, "I don't know. I think I just saw them. And I grabbed them." And I'm like, "You know, I got shit from Lisa <laughs> four years ago for this because I don't forget things like that." And uh, and you also you got me a case of beer, which pizza is really rolls. cool. Pizza rolls, Tostitos pizza rolls. Like you got like all like fun. Well, I thought like I was getting dropped off in my college dorm because it was fun stuff like that. Yeah, because I know that Nicole like because I think I got like smuck or like peanut butter and jelly too. Well, we're both she very likes classic American yes. snacks, so yeah. that's what I kept in mind. I always want to buy the kosh- best kosher, or is it Hebrew? Yeah, best kosher cocktail weenies. They're always so expensive. It's like seventeen ninety nine for thirty six little hot dog weenies. Why the hell are they so damn expensive? Because it's kosher and they're amazing. And Hebrew like the bagel National's dog. another big one too. Yeah, the, but like the do- the little dough dog, they really taste like none other. I could talk snacks so with you all day. You and Megan Gailey have always been like my snack friends. It's yeah. always about fun snacks. You used to have a joke where it's like, what do you eat, a handful of almonds? Get the fuck out of here. I don't remember the punchline. I know, but, but I respect people that can stay skinny. You know, it's a really hard time. I've been actually trying to cut. I, I, I luckily naturally have a pretty good metabolism, but I was getting a beer gut over the last few months okay. that I've been fighting a little bit here. So, no, it's tough. I'm trying it's to like, watch my weight. I'm. I think I might do jokes about, or I have, been, but like it's this thing of when I eat foods that aren't bad, they're good. Like an omelet's good. I don't need a breakfast sandwich. It's like. I don't, I, every time I eat healthy, I'm like, oh no, this is good. Like the salad's good. Like, why can't I do it? It's just some self-destructive nonsense. But I'm like, I just keep eating sandwiches and meats and pizzas and string cheese and like, 
I can't help it either. Just it's getting just, high and eating all night. Because like, <laughs> that shit's fun too. Like I know, but I'd rather be super thin in a crop top, but I guess not enough. Because I feel like I achieved most of my dreams. Yeah, you have. You've I had a great do year. I a good job of like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do that. I don't want to say great year. You've had a great few years. I have, but even minor things, and I'm like, I just... I focus and I do it. <laughs> I've always felt like you're very... I see the celebs that I want to see. Like, I really will my way into things, but I just can't get thin. Even when I started boxing, like, I fucking love this. Yeah, you were telling me about that shit. I know, and then I you moved, still do and it now or it's no? 45 minutes, so it's like I have to find a boxing gym. Everything about me has kickbox. So it's like, I got to find it, because I loved it. I got. And when you were going place. on the road, you were even finding places. Because yeah. I remember when you were in town, what, five, six months ago? Yeah, I boxed like three times last time I was in town. That's awesome. But now I got a butt, but it's just like, Are you, were you getting make, good through sparring yeah, or just working my out? Teacher, well, it takes a long time boxing so hard and it was it classes, is, yes. but floor the last time she was like, Oh my God, you're like improving. And I was, name is floor F L E U R. Okay. Yeah, like floor. Yeah. Floor. I got you. No, it's, it's, I, I figured it wasn't it's spelled like the floor floor. Her body is sick. You'd die. Got and I remember body. I was like leaving once and she was just doing her own like, weird burpee push-ups off a ledge alone and squat jump. I'm like, all right, bitch, like rest. But that, she was teaching, they all had second jobs and they obsession. all loved boxing. I know I enjoyed it so much, but it's better. It's different when it's a 20-minute walk versus a 45-minute train commute with a transfer or a bus and a bus, you know? Like, yeah, the transfer stuff always is like, fuck that. No, I'm not doing hard. it. It's hard. So to me, it's like finding one closer. Like I'm hoping to get some sort of stability in my life with a job situation and do it like before I go to a thing. That's day. nice. When I first moved to LA, I was working consistently at the Warner Brothers line. They had a gym right next to our stage. Yeah. So I would get there half an hour early and work out. 45 even minutes. When I worked saw at the Conan on salon. the treadmill. That was awkward, but yeah. Why awkward? Because he looks he's weird so on a treadmill. Tall. Yeah, that's not because it's Conan. Ooh, I'm so afraid. But it's <laughs> because, yeah, he's a very tall guy with like a sh see i'm weird i've got short legs and a long torso he has long legs and a short torso so seeing those dudes run just looks weird it's all limbs you know yeah i don't know if people not, listeners i'm not sure if you're aware of this i got a real real long torso on me i've got short stubby legs my wife nicole she's five six i'm six one her legs are only an inch and a half shorter than mine because we've gone hip bone to hip bone that's how you really know your your uh, yeah. leg length and i've got what five six to six one have seven or eight inches on her but her legs are only an inch shorter than mine inch and a half i think it's weird it's why i think t-shirts fit me weird like oh 100 percent. yeah that's 100 percent. have you noticed why t-shirts fit me weird is that like no a thing but that's talk what about? i was thinking about i was like i'm short shirts are short on you you and megan gailey were on a podcast nick vaderats and you guys kept talking about how i had bird legs <laughs> i don't remember that. i remember insults <laughs> i never forget i'm like a fucking elephant like that um, I don't know if, I guess I remember all insults, but I don't No, I just remember weird ones. You, I think people remember the stuff where you're, that you don't know about yourself. Like well, if yeah. someone makes fun of the obvious things, you forget that people said anything. Yeah. Megan and mine's roast. Like I didn't realize I dressed poorly and then multiple people had jokes about how bad I dress and I didn't know. See, I don't dress I well I and I didn't know, see, I didn't know you didn't dress well. I never would have made that joke about you, but people <laughs> tell me or people like a Megan who used to tell me I'm a terrible dresser. So maybe we're both terrible dressers you and dress terrible like dressers the don't. the kid that loved gym class in fourth grade. I did, love fourth, I did love gym class in You've fourth grade. You've just never grown through from that aesthetic. I don't think I have. I no. don't know. Not at all, but what? 
were we just talking about? Oh, dressing poorly. But my best friend, Sabrina, her wife, Shauna, who I love a lot too, is a stylist and changed my whole life, started dressing me different, telling me what to do, telling me what not to do. And like, I do keep some things that I love, but I know that she does not approve of them. And like, she will tell me. But when someone like talks about us working together, she goes, you know, Lisa loves fashion and style, but like just didn't get it. And so the professional's like, yeah, you had the heart, but like you just don't understand. So <laughs> I'm glad I have her telling me what to do. And she's given me a lot of good, good pointers. Good. good like reward. what though? I feel like you dress like a, like a pop princess. Well, in the some thing regards. with a lot of what I think is like a stylist doesn't see your insecurities or what you don't like wearing for whatever weird reason. Like I wouldn't wear a denim jacket cause it reminded me of my immigrant days. And like when we were poor, like that's what people, like when my brother came to America wearing a denim, it's like, yeah, poor, like poor people from other countries wear denim and I'm not reminded of my welfare days. Yeah. So I just didn't wear denim, but it's like, Shauna doesn't care about my welfare time. Like she, she's like, wear this fucking denim well, jacket. She sees you as who you are now. Yeah, or just like you know, you need a leather jacket. No, you need these things. Like no, you can actually wear this thing. Or like even yeah, stuff like that. Or like I don't like this part of my body. It's like well, just wear this. And then you're like, oh, I can wear a jumpsuit. Because she told me one time she's like, I'm putting you in a jumpsuit, and I was like, absolutely not. A jumpsuit is the. Like, I'm wearing it now. It's like uh, oh, it's a one like a one piece. Okay, yeah, cool. Like a onesie with the snaps underneath, like a baby. No. That's a bodysuit. That's a bodysuit. Okay. Not to be mistaken for a leotard. There's a funny video I saw on Twitter romper. of a, a romper. Okay. There's a woman who was doing, she was wearing a leotard with snaps, you know, mm-hmm. by the pussy. And uh, and she's doing like the limbo and it unsnapped. And so everyone saw her vagina. That's a real funny <laughs> video. I was going around Twitter for a while. No, one time I went to the bathroom and I had to unsnap my bodysuit. And then like just a poor wardrobe girl had to snap it back because I couldn't reach. Man, because we were on set, so I couldn't like lay down or do anything weird. So she had to get in there, but <laughs> I never thought I could wear a jumpsuit, and now it's my staple. Like I probably have like six or seven onesies, and I love them, and they make me feel so good. But without her guidance, I would have never done that. Or it's like where to belt stuff, what to wear sneakers with, and then like turning certain looks that are like I would say, oh, that's a summer look, that's a maxi dress with flowers and slits. But in the fall, I can wear it with jeans, boots, and a nice cool jacket, and look amazing. See, I feel like my fashion has kind of stepped up lately. I wear... No, it hasn't. I wear cool jackets now. I wear, like, I've got this olive green jacket I'll wear on stage sometimes. But you always got have a good black jacket. jacket. You have that brown leather jacket, I feel yeah, like, for a long time. Yeah, I think I've been pretty good on outerwear, but my other, my innerwear. But exactly, I hated outerwear, so she just tells me, like, these are the jackets you buy. Like, this is what's going to look cool. And when I dress Shauna, I get compliments all day, all night. Okay. And then... I need a Shauna is what you're trying to tell me. I don't... Got to find a, a, a Everyone needs version of Shauna She's just me. the best. Well, no. Uh, also, someone that knows how to like roll a sleeve. There's just this expertise. On yeah, like, I never what? know how to roll a sleeve. Neither did I for so long. And she hated it. Or like, what? how to seam stuff. And like stuff that... You know, just having an eye for what looks good. I just want to be comfortable now. I'm at the point where I just don't give a shit. I'm married. I've got a kid. I'm not trying to impress anybody. You never did and you never have to. Yeah. But I just love it. Like my Instagram, I follow a lot of different types of people, but like a lot of the Instagram is fashion designers. You are obsessed with Instagram. I've, I have become dangerously obsessed. Do you know how to check the battery life? I just found out because you, know you and I were hanging out two days ago. Because I'm too scared. Do you know how to do it? I do. Give me your phone. I bet it's 90%. I bet I spend 12 hours a day on Instagram. I honestly, it's a huge problem. And I, and I acted cocky for a while because I wasn't addicted to my phone. And now it's like, before I came into it's your not house. Your number one. Instagram's not even your number one. What is it? This is your last 24 hours. You know, your number one? No. Google Chrome. 
Oh, amazing. 37%. Crow. Instagram, 31%. Number two, uh, music, 7%. Messages, 7%. WhatsApp. What's WhatsApp again? Um, It's like a messaging system, but okay. it's like a lot, I do that with a lot of my international friends. There you go. Yeah. 5%, phone, 4%, Gmail, 3%, so, photos, 1%, so Siri, 1%, Chrome, flight, okay. Delta, look out. Um, I'm going to go to mine real quick. You can keep talking. So 37, so 30, it's, it's oh, kind of high. So 31 plus 37 is what? 68? Yes. So 68% is, but Chrome, it's because I took Twitter off my phone and I go on Chrome to go on Twitter. See, that's the thing. I took Facebook <laughs> and Twitter off and then I was going to Chrome <laughs> and I realized this is stupid. Um, Instagram for me is 20, my, my last 24 hours. I'm surprised. I was actually on Twitter a lot today. Normally I'm not on Twitter much at all these days, but Instagram, I was 22% Twitter, 22%. Um, I got rid of Google Chrome though. Cause it got infected. I think, I think too much, too many visits to porn have infected it. Yeah, but I, I kept getting oh, this. You want to serve I'm like, no, I did not. Oh, but the last two days it's 38% Instagram. 25 oh yeah. Chrome. See, I'm looking at, okay. So I can, I can only do last 24, last seven. My last seven days, Instagram is number one at 19%. But um, what's background activity? That means I'm just doing it nonstop. Yes, pretty much. I think that means it's just a constantly open. It's or you don't close it either. Four point two hours on screen in the last two days on Instagram. That's now, actually less than I thought. That's not that bad. Yeah, you're really well. You you've been maybe you're thinking of when you're back in New York, but you've been visiting family day. You went to the movies yesterday. The phone was off or two days ago. Going to restaurants. No, but I'm like laying in bed for hours. Like I'll wake up at like whatever time, and two hours later I'll get out of bed. I mean, can I give you a tip? When I don't wake up in the morning, when I don't have to wake up in the morning, I turn it off, put it in another room. I'm like dreaming that's about smart. it, like Tetris. Like I see Instagram constantly. And you're really I, that's. Yes, I like that's fucked up. <laughs> I I also like I like seeing my crushes look at it or like I want to see her face, and so like I will just be I'm like I gotta just post because I just like seeing that. That's what's gotta that's gotta be kind of thrilling about being <laughs> single on the social media. Age. No, it's mental because when I got dumped, so when my ex broke up with me and like I would block her and stuff, but then I would on Twitter you can look at people you unblock, but on Instagram I would unblock her in the middle of the night when I knew she was sleeping, look at stuff, and then block her again. Yeah, because you don't get notifications that you've been blocked. No, uh, but she, I mean she would know that I blocked her because she can see what I'm up to. Either. Yeah, that's true. But then, but she can't see that I unblocked and blocked in the middle of the night, and so like I would do that, and then. On Twitter, I would look at whose tweets she was liking, which I didn't even know was an option, but I was living with a 22-year-old, and she's like, oh, you can, and I'm like, why did you do this to me? So then I would get rageful if she liked anyone's tweet that I didn't like. Excuse me. Bless you. I mean, it was a lot mm. of stalking. Bless you, bless It's just you. too easy to stalk, though, right? Like, I find myself, I was talking about this with you the other day, we were talking about like Instagram and how... Um, cause I told you, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm posting more on Instagram. I'm trying to like, you know, get some more followers that way and everything. Cause it's, it's just, I find Instagram to be the best of the social medias. Cause rarely do you hear someone saying, Oh, sorry, kind of a big Instagram argument. Like no one argues on Instagram. I think. Do you, is that, is that going to start happening soon? Um, people write mean shit to me, but I don't know if I'm the normal average user. Who knows? But, but people are rude to me for sure. I get insulted on Instagram, but not that much. Like just one of your stories? Do you get the blue check mark? I do. People go after those blue check mark people. Yeah, I got. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Why do you have that check mark? I'm like, listen, I need to swipe up for tickets. I want to get the blue check mark. I got it on Facebook. I don't know how to get. I actually don't even fucking need it. Why do no, I care? people just um, uh, insult my appearance a lot. But today, someone got mad at something I posted about like Padma. 
from Top Chef saying which comp. Oh, today's a, a historic week. Louis. Yeah. Well, Louis C.K. is back, back in doing the cellar. I, I've been trying to. So, yeah. So God, someone got man. mad at like a repost that I posted. Like Padma Lakshmi just said, these people, you can like. That's why I was on Twitter more. That's why my Twitter usage was up. That's probably that why mine was too. I was on all day reading every article, reading every interview. I read the New York uh, Times article explaining what happened and all that kind of stuff. And we'll get to let's get to Louis in just a second because I, I do want to talk to you about that because you have a connection. You were one of the stars of the show. Yeah. You were it was a ten episode. No, people run. like to get really smug when they're like, "Well, you works with him," and it's like, "Sure," and I'm sure I'll be punished more than he will for anything for just oh, being God. around him. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> but um, uh, well, here's what I want to suggest to you, though, because you you seem to have a real worry about being on your phone too much. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. Maybe I haven't. This is something I've been doing lately. Don't check your phone for the first hour you wake up. First hour of your day, do not check your phone. Yeah. I'm serious. Stay off of it. Wake mm. up. Have a glass of water. I've been doing this other thing where I brush my teeth with my opposite hand. I heard okay. I read I read this article about all these little life hacks to like uh-huh. wake your brain up in the morning. Okay. Because I'm not a caffeine. I've been coming back on caffeine big time. Okay. Even that Coke Zero, I don't think it's caffeine that we've been drinking. No, that does actually what I'm talking about. But uh uh make your bed. Which I used to be against because I'm like, I'm just going to fucking No, I'm a lounger, anyway. dude. I'm a lounger. I want to lounge. I have nowhere to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have nowhere <laughs> to be either. Well, I have to go. My son wakes me up through the baby monitor. So I, when I get up, though. A lounge. I have a bottle of water next to bed. Drink that. Stay away from the phone. Give yourself like an hour away from the phone. Even half. Start no, with half an what hour. What I need to do is it work out helps, and clean. Though. I need to work out and clean every day. Yeah. Those two things help, too. Working out and cleaning, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have to do. I wanted to start small with you. You're going right for the big shit. Yeah. Okay. Work out and clean. No, because I'm, my back's ready. Like you know, when people that were older were complaining about things, and you're like, "Shut up, you loser!" And now, like, suddenly my back hurt, and like all these things are happening. My eyes are dry. You're, you're like, 30 years old now, right? Or are you 29? I'm turning 31 on Friday. Turning 31 on Friday. That's right. And so to me, it's like I can't be in. I, my mom has two fake hips. My dad's had a stroke. Like, I gotta get it to fucking together. I don't want to be a sad old person. You want to have a long life ahead of you. I don't want to walk slowly. You know those old Because you always have a lot of energy. I don't like, you're, you want to match it. all day long. So at night you're like ready to pop. Yeah. I honestly, my wake up routine is like four to five hours long. (laughs) Like I really need stability. No, I used to be like that too. I used to be like that too. I would wake up, just dick around on my computer and my phone. Watch bullshit. Have a big bowl of Captain Crunch. Play Mario Kart. You could see it's set up right over there. The Mario Kart. Where? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. You smoke a ton of weed too. Yeah, that's ruining. Do you smoke every day? Oh yeah, all day every day. But I didn't smoke for a month and a half, and it felt the best I'd ever felt in my life. And then some. And then uh, something happened, and I just was. I just went back to every day. And then my therapist was like, she takes August off, and she's like, just please don't smoke in August. Just please take a break. And I just couldn't. I think I August haven't. is a fun month. Yeah, like, I, I don't mean, get people who don't they don't like, drink in January. January is a shit month. You should drink. I've been saying I'm about to start a diet though for like years and years and years. And maybe before TV stuff, I'll like maybe cut out bread. But truly, I haven't. And so, well, now they make clothes in bigger sizes. It's pretty great. Give me that one second it. here. I got a, this cord got a little loose. Let me just tighten that real quick. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So. But you're, you're cracking me up I about listening like to you summer, real quick. What is you keep pointing out healthy things? Yeah, I eat salad and I feel great. Or um, I do this and I feel great. But then you immediately stop doing the thing. No, I'll smoke weed and just watch Vanderpump and be like, get outside. Like I don't know, but you know, I have to be proud of the things I have because I'm now living alone and I used to be a mess. And so to me, it's also like I have changed. I've been cooking at home. I've been washing dishes. I've been like uh, doing stuff. I don't know. 
I think birthday, my friend's birth, but every time is a time to like just eat and drink. I just live such a good life. I don't know. You do. It's One fun. second. I'm sorry. My, so uh, yeah, my you do have a big, great life. My other big thing, though, problem was talking shit. I gossip and talk too much shit. And my therapist was like, are you scared you're not going to have anything to say if you're not talking shit? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, I don't know if I do anything but talk about people with any, without, like, that's all I do. Well, it makes sense why you spend so much time on Instagram and Twitter then right now, because those are the best places to talk shit. I'm just like gossiping, eating, and doing drugs. Again, that does sound like a great life. People listening right now are like, wait, what do you do? This is like a great advertisement for being a comedian. Do we have any young listeners out there who are trying to decide on a career path? No, I get to do everything. It takes me five hours to wake up. I get to run around New York City. um, Everything people told me was bad when I was a kid. I get to do like my dad was like wake up or I'm like I don't want to wake up early yeah you are kind of the opposite of a lot of immigrant kids I know because you were born in what so the former Soviet Union present day Ukraine but I'm a Russian Jew you don't consider yourself Ukrainian what you don't consider yourself Ukrainian no no because it was the former Soviet Union I'm Russian so it wasn't technically yeah so no one's and Ukrainians don't like me I don't think no no. There used to be a lot of Ukrainians that come to come as you should know. And Russians that aren't Jews, I don't think, like me. I like like us. Yeah, because you're I a Russian think, Jew. Yeah, there's a lot of turmoil with uh, that part of the country. And I think a lot of people just hate so Russians because right Russia the wall came was out. forced upon that. Like they had to speak right like a bunch of Polish people, like all these people don't like Russians. Yeah, I get that. So <laughs> No, I don't get like why you wouldn't like Russians. I don't know why I keep sneezing, but I get not wanting to like the culture that was forced on you. You know, why would you? Yeah. But no, uh, a few people that worked for tour guides and stuff said the Russians are the worst group. Russians are like the I mean, it seems like every ethnicity is sh- that's like, <laughs> yeah. No, there is. Like people, everyone likes to shit on America. Like not everyone, but there are a lot of our friends, a lot of people in the entertainment industry, a lot of, you know, it's I get it. America definitely has a ton of faults, but there's a lot of bad cultures out there. There's, I, for sure, I'd rather be here than in Russia. I think it's just like fucking capitalism in this degree and how the rich have really i mean no that's fair country's the craziest in terms of like i think i don't know but like treating the poor the worst and like bad schools bad food feeding chemicals putting garbage in factories like just not giving a shit about it well we talk about like eating bad and all that stuff it's we know that all these foods are just laced with the chemical that unleashes the dopamine in your brain that makes you happy. Yeah, but then you feel like shit. Every time I eat McDonald's, like I've had McDonald's french fries, I'm like, oh, these are amazing. 20 minutes later, I feel like shit. Yeah. They just settle in your stomach and then you don't really know why. It's weird. Like there's like chemical stuff. Before the podcast started, we were talking about like having kids and stuff like that. Do you know this? When women give birth, a a hormone or a chemical gets released in their brain to make them kind of forget the pain. That's why they want it. That's why they have kids again. Yeah, I believe it. Because if they like could actually feel, if they didn't have that thing in their brain that kind of makes them forget the pain, you you wouldn't do that as many times as some women do that. Because it is a very painful, incredible. It's an incredible thing. I, I you know I talked about it a few days ago when we were hanging out. I don't get dudes who if you if you see a woman a woman give birth, I don't know how your respect level doesn't just go Dude, through the roof. I know, or not like I know of a dad with two kids who has not changed one diaper. I'm that's, just proud of it. That's incredibly shitty. And it's because really, and you know, my friend had a C-section recently and she gave birth in January and it is a major abdominal surgery. The fact that we, and so, you know, I was visiting and we were at the baby and it was this beautiful time, but I couldn't help just keep thinking about like, if this was a single mom that had to get back to work and like your C-sectioned up, you don't have family, like you don't, you can't afford a doc I don't know. Like what no, do you America's do? No, America's bad in that regard too. 
Look, obviously, yeah. I, I, like, I, I live in America. I'm, I'm happy to be an American. But I think if you really love a country, you need to point out when it, it fucking fails in a lot of areas. That's what and I mean. Great, I always do, I don't understand. It because my mom's like, other countries are racist, too. And I'm like, yeah, and they suck. Yeah, we're not saying. We don't you like know, them. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, you know. I love my house, but if something goes wrong, I'd be like, this fucking house sucks. It'd be weird if every time you complain about any little thing, someone goes, you know, there's other houses that are just as shit. I'm like, well, yeah, I know that. I'm not saying I don't appreciate what I have, yeah. but you want things to be better, so you have to point them out in the same regard. Yeah, it's just uh, crazy. The- and Ali Wong's special, just everything that happens with being a new mom and like the dis, like, because you know of these dudes who are like, women stay home, you better keep making food. And it's like, ugh, to be someone without a supportive partner. Being a parent just well in a country that has the worst maternity leave. We had my son was born in California. uh, Like yeah, infant mortality rates not very good in this country compared to like most European nations are better than us. Uh, Yeah, it sucks because Illinois is not as good as California, and when we have another kid one day, she's going to only be able to work eight weeks instead of the twelve weeks. So that's going to suck. You know, like it's shit like that. I don't get like the pro-life people are so concerned with no abortions, no abortions. But then once the baby, it is, it's about being anti-woman. Once the baby's born, they could give a shit. It's like, I don't know how they can't get something passed in that regard. It's, it's so annoying. Yeah, these are dumb people, and they, that's why the government wants to keep the schools bad and like stop people from voting and put people in jail. And like, it's all just this huge, huge thing. I just feel like I'm in a book, like reading a book in junior high. I feel yeah. like that's what's happening today. I did some, I'm going to Cleveland tomorrow for Accidental Fest. Um, but to some Cleveland paper, I did an interview today, and he's like, Do you talk about politics and the president and your comedy? And I'm like, No. And he goes, So you choose not to? I go, I don't think that stuff's funny. Yeah, it's boring to me. I find it boring. It's I think not political funny. comedy it's is scary. And he goes, Well, you know, you being an immigrant, you don't do jokes about immigration. I'm like, No, it's terrifying. Yeah. Children are in cages. What, do you, what am I going to do jokes about? What do you want for like? Yeah, that's not fun. That's not funny for me. I don't want to do comedy about that. See, like, that's what I like about you. You've always been the most true to yourself. And I mean, we know other comedians like this, but I feel like you from day one had that. You really, I don't, honestly, when I picture you, I mean, obviously you're way better now than your first couple of years, but stylistically you're the same yeah. person. No, but I do have a really early That's memory. why this is a crazy podcast. You and I both ramble like fucking lunatics. So. No, but I remember um, Shuba's, the cool open mic when I was young. Sunday nights, yeah. And it was like, I worked all week to go there. It was like a big deal. And I remember bombing so bad. I've told you this before. Like I did a joke about window wipers and it wasn't working at all. And I remember seeing your face of pure, utter shock and like confusion at my bomb and then i cried in my car well i, I didn't know what the hell you're talking i i, I like no. window wipers and i was like why is she shitting on window wipers right now this is bullshit I, was, I just had like so many settings i was trying to compare it to being a dj or something i don't know but i i think i was just trying to keep up with you no i just remember was that when me and dean carlson used to red, go in our, our uniforms did i make you cry because of my stupid look on my face yeah but that's not I about hope you not. yeah i was gonna say that i bombed and cried but it's bit. not like well that's why when people talk about comedy and like things being fair and unfair i'm like it's pretty tough i don't know all the time it's hard sam comedy's fucking hard. hard but i don't like to think about it do you know how often you sit back and go man this is hard no, not really, because you do very well and everything. But I don't like taking it that seriously. No, that's why we're like, uh, like some guy comes to me, he's like, it's a tough life. I go, I'm living a good life. Yes. And he goes, oh, I heard you got to sleep very in grateful. your car. I'm like, I don't have to sleep in my car, but I slept in a pantry. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but wasn't that kind? Of, don't you romanticize it a little bit looking back? I loved it. I yeah, loved Lisa, it. everyone. Here's a little backstory. She lived with uh, 
uh, Julie Lee Olson, who's got a great podcast. I got to give her a plug right now. Not the Mama Podcast. We both haven't listened to it, but it's no, good. I told you I listened to a good amount of the. Oh, I you did. To, like, three cool. quarters of one episode. Oh, okay. I did. Um, <laughs> I refuse. I subscribe. No, I, I mentioned that. Uh, well, I get it. You even listen to my podcast. <laughs> I don't blame you. No, I uh, can't. People are busy. It's tough. Uh, Unless you're someone I'm stalking, I can't listen. So I listened to all the podcasts my ex did, Dave Attell, some porn stars I like, but I can't just willy nilly listen to podcasts. I don't really have a regular podcast I listen to right I now. I can't. There's a couple people, I check here and there. Most people that come to see me on the road are from podcasts. Yeah, podcasting is huge right now. I see podcast t shirts and I'm like, I enjoy gosh. it though. I really like this format. It's just weird how much people can know about me. That's what's wild. People know so much about me. You're an open book, listen. though. Yeah, if they listen. You're, I feel like you're a pretty open That's book, though. It is. But, but it's, so it's you wild. used to live with her and uh, Kelly Minta yeah. in this cool apartment in Roscoe Village. I had way too many stairs every because I felt like I got drunk there a lot. I remember complaining <laughs> about way yeah, too many stairs. Yeah, it was in the stairs. attic. It was an attic, it was like tiny an apartment. attic apartment. And you literally, they had like a mattress on a floor in a pantry. Twin mattress with a curtain because the door wouldn't be able to close and fit the mattress. And what'd you pay for that? Like I just paid two. Bucks? I paid two hundred a month. Two hundred a month. So that went to like utilities, cleaning supplies, like all that stuff. I didn't really pay rent, but um, and then the, all the shelves for the food is where my clothing went. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you were decorated. It was your first place out of your parents' house. Yeah, besides college things. Behind sure, college yeah. stuff. I don't know. I always got a kick out of that. No, it was the best. No, I liked it all. Like, I didn't think it was hard, but I also never thought I was going to do it for a little. Like, I didn't. Re- I was young and I loved it and I loved everyone. I liked hanging out with everyone and I enjoyed talking and making jokes. Like, it just was everything I'd ever wanted was happening. I felt so cool and fun. I was waitressing. Rent's cheap. Like, everyone's fun and doesn't get offended. Everyone's kind of a dirtbag and talks about their problems. Like, it was my dream life. And then, and suddenly it became a reality that it can like be a thing to do but I never started out so I didn't really have any of the resentment or I don't I didn't have any of the like I need to be Richard Pryor because I didn't care I didn't know about him yeah I didn't know because I remember people told me who to watch and I remember watching Louie and being like oh everyone's doing an impression of him and I didn't realize that. And so uh, I knew David Chicago Chicago that I'll tell you off air that I feel like is heavily influenced by you I won't say it on air I don't know if she listens or not. Um, okay. And she's very funny, but I, I, first time I saw him like this. But, but that's is, what I Lisa feel. Ha- like, I'm not comparing myself to these people at all, but I feel like. But Mitch Hedberg was the big one. And Attell, yes. I feel like. Yes. A lot of people were Attell, Burr. Because I started Louis, a couple years before yeah. you. You were, you 09? Yeah, 08? 09. Yeah, my first full year was like 07, and it was so much Hedberg and Attell. Yeah. Like. I sometimes. Uh, I'll do something sometimes and be like, oh, that's a tell. And some dang uh, That's an tell, what's it called? Cadence. Like, I yeah. gotta stop. Like, uh, it's hard not to be influenced, for sure. People, I remember. But I'm so lucky that I only knew Ellen DeGeneres' HBO specials and Kings of Comedy and a tell when I started. You weren't a, so like, like me, I went into it thinking, it's so funny because like, I went into it thinking I was a comedy fan. But I was a comedy fan in the sense that, oh, I watch Comedy Central. So whatever comes on, I, I'll watch some of it. But I didn't know who was... I didn't give a fuck. I was really just watching reruns of stuff, like, you know. And then there are the people who were like, oh, that's from Carlin's special in 92. No, that's from a special in 89. Like, you know, when they would have conversations that I would yeah. overhear when I was just starting. So you were probably like where me, where you're like, these people are fucking nerds. How do you know all of these and what year they came out? 
I'm just doing it because I think I could do it and it sounds fun. Yeah, I remember just I didn't. I wasn't a student of things. comedy. Like, I was, like, talking and someone was like, it takes 10 years to find your voice. And I'm like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Like, I don't yeah. know. People said, like, that's what you do. Or I remember the first day... Uh, one of my first times at Globe open mic, I was talking to someone and I was like, yeah, so every week I like come up with four minutes and I write it like this and that's how I do it. And he goes, well, that's dumb. No one really does it that way. And then I just watched him bomb so bad and I'm like, uh, there's like, no one way to do any this of this is the thing. shit. Learn, yeah. I am I am so happy that I learned lessons and I think sports helps. I actually talked to someone else about this. This was their idea. I forgot who it was, but um, like playing sports helps uh, take you can take criticism better as a grown up in m- multiple ways because coaches are like you're constantly getting notes you're never perfect in sports you can always dribble fat like there's always something to learn and get better at and so you're always like even with swimming it's like close this finger you got to do that your hips not here um, you're breathing too much stop doing this so you're constantly being told what to do and so I feel it, it's helped in my stand up or even like working with networks and stuff I've heard that I take very good notes. That's great. And I think like every time you bomb or like that person, it's like, oh yeah, people suck. Don't listen to them. Like I was able to kind of take every experience and remember it. Yeah. Learning is such a big part of it. I feel like you almost have to, if you change the mindset from using bombs as an opportunity, then it's actually enjoyable. And for those of you listening who aren't in comedy, you could apply that to other shit in life, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it could be miserable at the moment or like, I, yeah, I've cried in my car a bunch, but like those... Yeah, when you're embarrassed or you know you did the wrong thing or you didn't do the jokes you were passionate about because you were trying to impress someone and so you thought these are the jokes. Like all these little things or every time you're nervous and like I fucked up big recently and I was like, and you know, and I've been, yeah, it's like you're constantly having and you'll never, hopefully never make the mistakes again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I think what gets frustrating is that when you do something where you're like, I fucking know better. I know not to make that mistake, but you make it anyway. I feel like that's part of it, though. I yeah. feel like there are tw- kind when of twenty. When in your head you know you're it. doing something wrong, or you like fucking handle something, yeah. But speaking of boxing, earlier there's like uh, MMA coach, Irish guy, John Cavanaugh. He's kind of McGregor's trainer. He recently came out with a book called "Win or Learn," where the whole idea is you either win or you fucking learn. Like you never yeah. waste an opportunity. Anything you do, you know what I mean. You're always growing and all that. And you actually, I remember. Kind of, you bucked me up a little bit. I don't know if you meant to, but we were just having a conversation. This was in LA like two years ago. And I think I was kind of like frustrated because I felt like I wasn't really being seen at all. I remember being like, I'm, I'm doing these shows, but no one's ever fucking there. You know, I think I went to LA with this like um, disillusion that like, oh, there's always someone at the crowd. You never know who's going to watch you. There's always yeah. executives and agents and managers when it's really not the case at all. And then you were talking about like, do you want to do this the rest of your life? I think we were just having like a casual conversation in my car and I'm like, well, yeah. And you're like, well, then who cares if you had one bad year or who cares if you have like one like stretch where you're not happy. If this is something you want to do forever, then this is a drop of water. You were basically saying that. Yeah, you remember I feel, that? I do. I feel like I'm telling you this and you're like, did I say that? No, I do totally remember that. And I feel you're that smart cookie leaves. That's my point. I'm a little wise. I definitely give good advice. I think it's a Virgo thing, but hey, I me don't too. always a live a good life, but I do. Um, I think I do give good advice and see. Uh, We're both Virgos. Cool the Virgo rambling thing, because I ramble a lot. Yeah, we. Won't I feel shut like up. when me and you are around each other, I feel like you might be overtake me a little bit with the rambling because you have more energy these days. <laughs> but I definitely, I, was, I joke Baby with people life. saying, I, "Yeah, I joke with people saying this podcast could easily be called." Wait, what was I talking about? But it's a bar. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's well, that's the- <laughs> that's the fucking hook. That's the hook right there. But that's why I felt like me and you know our good friend Megan, we kind of had a couple rough years of our friendship. But I think in our hearts, we both knew we wanted to be friends. Like, I want to be at her wedding. I yeah. never not wanted to be. I got with depressed her when you two weren't hanging out. 
Yeah. I think I missed you like, both. And then I was like, oh, I don't want them not to like each other. And it was other. like a slow kind of comeback, but like we don't have to, t- like, it is just so great now. Yeah. And it's different than it used to be. And it's like a different thing, but I'm so glad we didn't burn a bridge when definitely, we did and like definitely, yeah. kind of knew we wanted to be friends enough to be like, all right, well, we're not really getting along at the moment. So this yeah, sucks. take a step back. It's okay. But if I found if like there's good news in someone's life, of course we're going to text or if something happened, you know, but yeah, things get rough if you want to do it. For By good time. news, you mean any juicy gossip too? Yeah. Like you guys have oh, to hit God, each other yeah, up. Oh God, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what the fuck you guys would do normally. <laughs> that's so funny. Because I know, because Megan was living with me there for a while. Oh my God, yeah. And I was like, I did talk to Lisa about this one thing. Did you hear about so-and-so and so-and-so? <laughs> like, no, let me hear about it. Yeah, um, gossip is hard. And I think, I don't know if we were talking about this or I brought up to someone else, but I was going through some old projects. I'm, you know, I'm staying with my parents and there's um, something I wrote in fifth grade. We went on outdoor ed where like we went to some college campus in the woods for two days to learn how about nature and shit and in it it says like what new things did you do and i said i hung out with an enemy and we had a good time and i didn't think we would i was like i can't believe i've i had these problems in fifth grade it makes complete sense though doesn't it (laughs) Because, you know, I've, I've mentioned my temper on this podcast a lot and I had a, I did a really cool podcast a couple of weeks ago with my oldest friend in the world. We grew up, I did it in his backyard, the backyard, in his backyard, I was looking at my, the first apartment I was born in because I grew up next door to this dude and in, in like not too far from where we are right now. And, um, you know, his parents unfortunately died. So he like lives in the, the, you know, he inherited the house and everything like that. And, um, but it was fun because having him on, we told stories of like, oh, this was a Joe was like in grade school. So I had a few friends who I'm friends with as adults. Did you punch a lot in elementary? Yeah, I, I was that guy. Um, so I had friends with who have known me the last, you know, from comedy going, you were just always like that, huh? I'm like, well, yeah, it'd be weird. People don't develop shit in their mid-20s. I mean, I guess some people do, but it'd be weird if all of a sudden at 28, I just became a, a guy with a short temper. No, you chill out. I've, I'm better now than I was then even. Yeah. So that's why every now and then when I lose it over something and people are like, dude, what the fuck? I'm thinking, I'm better. This You should see me two years ago. I've been way worse. I would have hit you already. Now I'm, I'm chill. I'm just being loud, which yeah, I know is still wrong. Yeah, you've lost wedding rings in the snow. Oh, You're just wow, a punchy man. punch. Yeah. I mean, you flipped a table at your wedding. Yeah, that wasn't in that much anger though. A lot of people that was that's more of a blown than anything. Because the then that we was just danced to piano, man. <laughs> and I did want you at that wedding because remember you I know, were Megan's I'm date. Yeah, I don't get I first, don't get offended. I don't yeah, care. No, because I, I told I told Megan I go, bring Lisa because I don't want you bringing it. I that's I was just like, just bring Lisa because I didn't want to. We had a great time. I think I told you what happened in the hotel, or no? Some guy. And well, you her, saved my little brother, which was nice. Yeah, we ch- we made him chug water for sure. He was so young and drunk, um, but great speech. Yeah. But some dude obviously wanted to fuck Megan, so he's in the bed, and she doesn't. She's not into it really, and I'm just I'm in the other bed, and so she's like, "Can you please go?" And like lightly tapping him, like, "Can you leave?" And he's pretending to sleep because uh, he's assuming if he falls asleep and then in the middle of the night start canoodling, you know? Sure. And we all knew what was going on, and she's not going to be mean. And I hate being this pert, like this cock, like this, such a classic, like. <laughs> but I had to be like, "We know what you're fucking doing. Get out of here." <laughs> but everyone leave. needs a friend like that. The friend who's just does. Like I, I love confrontational people. People who are not confrontational bother me a little bit. Well, those are the moments, like when I don't speak up or I don't say something. Those are the moments I'm most ashamed. When I like the when I you don't, regret it later. Right? I totally do when I don't stand up for something or I get too anxious or I like it's holding back on your instincts. And I had to mm-hmm. I. 
I got a bad tattoo. Um, I, there was just a couple moments where I was uh, not listening to my instincts. And it happened when I like uh, recently. That's when I started smoking weed again. It's like whenever you, I don't listen to my instincts, I, it always backfires or I don't feel good after. Yeah, you got to trust yourself. Or even little things where it's like, oh, I should say I know this person. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that person. I won't. And then it's like, oh, I should have just said hi or, you know. Yeah, I usually, because the way I view it, and maybe I'm wrong, and this is something I maybe have to work on. I think, all right, so if I upset someone in the moment, I could usually say I'm sorry later. I could walk it back. I could explain why I did what I did or whatever. But if I don't say anything, I regret that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So say I do say something stupid. I could, you know, I feel like it's, I, you could always apologize later and try to make it up to the person. But if you miss the opportunity to, to, say something that could have impact that could change how something goes down in good things i I was lucky enough to be at a party with sarah jessica parker couldn't believe it i talked to someone sitting next to her i didn't even realize it was her i realized it was her got so flustered and like overwhelmed i didn't say anything to her but she giggled at something i said to my friend and that could have been the perfect moment to say something and i just got so i couldn't even con i I was like sweating i think and i just scurried away and i was like she giggled, you know? And then when I asked my friend how he knew her, he, she was, he was like, oh, she just asked if the seat was taken and sat down. Like, she wasn't even a pretend... She wasn't gonna be mean in any way, you know? She was just cool. But it's, so it's not always even in bad confrontational ways. It's the ways where it's like, I should have, like, tried to jump the rope, you know? Because that's the star of what you're... No, definitely not your favorite show of all time. Your favorite show of all time is The Simpsons. It is, yeah. Yeah. Simpsons Why the Sex Simpsons the City for you? I watch. Okay, I no, just, Simpsons are great. I love them, but... Simpsons for me was since I was a kid. So, like, to me, I don't think Did I... Did you learn English through The Simpsons? I was hoping to get a cool story like that. No, I definitely learned English from TV a lot, but Simpsons was in my new... Like, in the townhouse. So I was in first, second grade. But it was just on all the time. Yeah. So it was true. on at 5 and 6, sometimes 5 and 5.30, like... And Seinfeld would be around on Fox. I never watched the new ones. It was just that. And then every day at 10. And so, like, you can... you. Sometimes I could beg to stay, but every single day it was like Full House at four and then Simpsons at five. So I think it was just all the time and I loved it and I loved them. And almost every single thing in my life can relate back to an episode. Like I think of references constantly and I love that it has heart and I love all of them so much. And it's so funny. There's so many great characters. It's like endless. Were you finished the show Scrubs? No, and I keep trying to watch it, but it's. I feel I like you could get into it to. because the creator of Scrubs. I saw in an interview. I don't know when I saw this, but within the last year or two, that Bill Lawrence, who created, he's created some other shows. He said he wanted the Scrubs to be like a live action Simpsons. And when I started looking back on Scrubs, I go, "Oh shit, it is because there's so many side characters that pop in. They've wow. got all these second and third like wave of characters that have I these just great love moments." Everyone on that funny. show, except, well, except Zach Braff. Mostly, I like a uh, black dude from Clueless. Oh uh, yeah, Turk and D- Donald Sarah Faison. Yeah, I Donald saw. We Faison. saw both. You know who he's married to? No, who? Um, Jessica Simpson's best friend slash old assistant, Casey Cobb. And they have like beautiful kids together. I follow them on Instagram. Okay, cool. See, I saw him. Our first, it was weird. People always ask like, you know, celebrity sightings in LA and all that kind of shit. Um, but isn't it thrilling? I'm like, no, it is cool. I no, I'm still, I, I still am very, uh, I still think it's pretty awesome. I'm in group text where we just like always are like, I saw the celeb. You know, because you get a kick out of it. It's fun. You know what I mean? And, but I remember when we first moved to LA, we were there for like a week and people were like, seen any celebrities, seen any celebrities yet? And, we had soon won Wait, our first Wait, did you see Mariska? Week. Yeah, we saw Mariska Hargitay like our second night, our yeah, first night I even. I remember that. 
and it was, it was something like we were getting, we we're leaving this burger place, getting into our car, and she was like, oh, "Are you guys leaving?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's all yours." And then as I, as we both, I got on the passenger side, Nicole got on the driver's side, it was her car, and I, we look at each other and we're like, "Oh my god!" We both knew because we're diehard SVU yeah. fans, and SVU was on in the fucking burger place. It was on TV in the burger place, wow. and I wonder if it was still on when she walked in, thinking, <laughs> "This is embarrassing." There's me again, huh? you know? I don't know, but she looked hot too. She's the hottest. And she's like in her fifties, and she looked amazing, like tall, like just great bone structure. Um, I've and only then, saw her on the distance. Like I was waiting to see her from a red carpet, and she was wearing leather pants and like. Yeah, oh yeah, she no, great. she's she's pretty spectacular. And then like, she I just saw on Instagram. Later, she was a bridesmaid in Hillary Swank's wedding. Really? This wow, they know each other. Weekend. That's what that always makes me go. How do they know each other? You know. But I saw Donald Faison like after people kept asking like on our second week in LA on the Runyon, which is like the big hiking trail. He was sweating his ass off. He was coming down as we were going up, and like the next day we were out to breakfast at Cafe One Hundred and One or One Hundred and One Cafe. I can't remember the name of it kind of a famous spot for breakfast and uh saw sarah chalk and nicole was like Whoa. looking at me like look right there look right there she's being like what i'm like what and i look over and it was like sarah chalk like just like waiting for someone and then someone came and i think they were talking about a script or whatever wow so and then i remember going, we got to keep seeing these people you know but john c mcginley's great in that he plays dr cox and and the nurses are good yeah but i think you'd really dig us uh, scrubs give it a go but i love lisa i just think it's oh, the simpsons yeah so i love it. funny i just remember all the it is yeah, the best the gags and the heart and like it's just like so ingrained in my brain. So it's on the background. And then Sex in the City to me is like the same. It's constant. It's oh, because it's easier to get to the FX. App, the, the Simpsons app actually sucks. Like it has commercials. And it's, I know. I didn't like it. It's kind of annoying. And then on the screen, every time it goes to, or like I have ad, but it goes back into the small screen. It's, it won't stay on big. It's not a really good program. No, they didn't do a good one. And I was, so I was kind of pissed about that too. Sex FX. in the City is a little bit easier so to like access. And that's on a lot too. And it's also less seasons. And like, I'm better at Sex in the City trivia than Simpsons. Like, Simpsons is too. It's so much. much. But art. when The Simpsons does end one day, which there is no end in sight, I don't think. But one day we know it's going to come to an end. What season are they at right now? 27? No, 20. Soon. I was really, yeah. I, are you going to cry? I bet you cry when it ends. No, because I haven't been watching the new ones. Well, that's what's nice, for though. I years. I haven't seen any new ones in like a good 10 to 15 years. No. But what's cool about that is I'm eventually going to catch up to it. Like when Seinfeld ended, there was still a good handful of episodes I never saw. I like that. I like holding something in reserve. That's what, as much as I love the new Netflix style. No, it disappoints me because I watch it with like, the kids. Not sometimes. As good? They're just not. They're like caricatures of themselves. I don't like the animation. Oh, is it too high tech looking? Or it's not like too new? Too clear and new. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes like, too new. I don't like the animation and. It's just, I know someone that works in the room and they were saying how like none of the writers knew who Cardi B was. And it's like, I'm sorry, like you cannot be doing social commentary as an old dude, like go away. Yeah. Like at least fill the room with cool people and make it of the times. It's like, it's still a bunch it's of dudes who have been Harvard in the room writers. for 15 years. They're in their, they're old as shit. They're bajillionaires. Like get away from the show. You don't get it. Like you're not, you're that not That happens with us. television writing. You I shouldn't realize. be writing because so, Simpsons is for the youth <laughs> and or it should be it should be yes it's teenagers fuck you know it's like the George Bush episode it's like fuck the establishment type thing Bart like go no you know? Simpsons was the first show a lot of people in our generation weren't thought, allowed to watch yes exactly no I know a lot of kids who weren't allowed to watch the Simpsons because it was, it was itchy and scratchy and they had always like the sexual innuendo here and there and but you know. I do have to say, because my sister kept get, would get mad when I watched it with her kids, um, and she was like, "Give me a look when something would happen." And it's like, no, they don't get it. These are Harvard writers. Like that, you don't. 
this is going over their head and like now I get this stuff but as a kid I don't think I got all like the stuff because I'm no. like Homer Badman I think is one of the greatest things that's ever happened explain and that one it's the v- the gummy Venus de Milo on the butt. Oh my god, that but was that is fucking great. Jokes yes. per minute is like see you in hell, candy boys, and then the thing explodes <laughs> yeah. and he goes running. That was but just about I the news cycle that. and doctoring and like hysteria. I mean, well, it was all these shows ripped genius. off The Simpsons. I remember when everyone went nuts for Family Guy for a while. Family Guy's got its moments, but I'm like, it. They took that Simpsons formula. Yeah, South Park kind of took the Simpsons formula. Well, and, I mean, they're, I, I mean South, South Park of. does it way better now because those two guys are geniuses. But I think the formula is a little different. Maybe not. I no, you're right. It's but, no, but it I'm all scared. kind of stemmed from the Simpsons because they would do current events. But they stuff. would all admit it too. They did. Yeah, they only got a whole episode where the Simpsons did it first. You know. But what I'm scared is going to happen is that South Park is eventually going to go down as the best animated show in history instead of the Simpsons because it's been like better longer. Well, those like, two the dudes are like are still so insanely good. Yeah, because what are those guys in their forties now? They started so young. I don't think people realize how Matt Stone, how young Matt Stone and Trey Parker were. They're probably in their late twenties when they got that opportunity, and now they're kind of in a lot of writers' primes are in their forties. I feel like, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It takes a long time takes, to get good. At yeah, stuff. you develop your voice, and then you have, and plus forties nowadays, you're you're young. In a way, yeah, it's the best. People keep they're, they're like people know what's going on. You know what I mean? Especially they're they're hip to what's happening. And well, our, also, yeah, especially in our line of work. It's also an indication of how hard it is to do what any of us are doing in any capacity. Because, like, you know, I with athletes, it's different too. It's the same. I always get really mad when people are like, oh, all these athletes are making millions. These movie stars are making millions. They don't deserve it. And it's like, you don't know the 15, 20 years. With athletes, it's different. It's like everyday practice. But like, you don't know what went into this. Exactly. So they don't, yeah. when, you know, a movie gets made, you don't know the decade long time it took to write it and get fine. And like the director, the light, it's like everything that goes into it. It's like yeah these people deserve it and same with writing like it takes you don't just make breaking about music that's is 20 years of yeah. work i mean because he, he was on other sitcoms or not sitcoms shows, uh, yeah. shows he was on x files he was, he was like on, working but i'm like, blanking his name uh, vince gilligan yeah no, is that his name yeah, yeah. but uh, even like the actors like brian cranston john ham breaking out later in life and like brian cranston did voices on power rangers when he first wow. was like and he was in commercials but and, or like as a kid i remember being like what you do commercials you loser and now it's like yeah if my friends get a commercial, like when you, it's like a huge oh, fucking fun. deal. I'm in a Cubs commercial it's right now. It's local, but yeah, it's fun. No, it's like, it's the the amount of, or it's like you can call someone a loser for having one season sitcom. But, but the amount no of work it, takes, yeah. it takes to get a show on air is like the biggest achievement. And it's just insane. Yeah, my buddy Steve Byrne got three seasons out of Sullivan and Son. And I'm like, yeah, you should hold your head up high for that. Oh, speaking of yeah. regrets. Ah, fuck it. I'll tell this story. Uh, there was a barbecue. You know, we're regretting the things we don't say. Yeah. And I was asked point blank by Vince Vaughn, who's executive producer of the show, what I thought of that week's episode. And he'd gone around the table and everyone's like, great, great, it's great. I didn't think it was great. And I remember having this split second of like, do I fucking, am I, do I be honest with him? But then the what people around. What episode was it? I can't remember what episode the show was. It was something like mid-season because he was working on a movie. So he missed like the first three or four episodes. And then everyone around set was just like, well, Vince is back now. So he's going to like really put his input on everything. And it was kind of nice when he wasn't here these first three weeks because things kind of run a little smoother. At least that's what they were saying. I don't know if I should be revealing this stuff. Whatever. These guys probably don't listen to the podcast either. <laughs> um, and I respect all of them. They all work their asses off. But I remember at the time, the people who were at the table being like, no, nah, it's great. And then I remember my brain, my, something in my brain was saying, be honest with them. Just, I wasn't going to say it sucked, but I was going to be like, well, 
quite frankly, I think the third act, the third act could use a little work. I feel like we, you know, this character kind of become a cliche of itself, and and, and that's just what I thought. I still think the structure of the story is good and all that, but you know, if you're asking me my honest opinion, I want to give you my honest opinion. And I didn't. I just was like, oh, yeah, it's great, like everyone else. I remember driving home from that barbecue being like, you fucking pussy. Yeah. Just I couldn't stop giving myself a hard time. Yeah, I always hate <sighs> not confronting a person I want to or acting fake. Like, I always just hate when I'm acting fake. And I've done that recently with someone. Have you? I haven't seen you do that in a long Like, I'm surprised no, to hear that about you. there are moments where it's like, it, it is kind of nerve-wracking. And like, there are... But you're pretty quick to admit you're wrong about stuff, though, I feel like. 100%. Because I remember there's been times in the past where I'm like, oh, so-and-so's pretty great. And you're like, no, no. And you give me a look like I'm an idiot. And then later on, you're like, you know who's great? And then I'm like, I fucking told you. You're like, yeah, I know you told me, but I didn't know them yet. And yeah, yeah, blah, 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 you're right. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'm always... Of course. No, I'm saying that's cool that you could at least go back and be like, yeah, I I guess I was a little off on that one. Um, But you know what else is cool? I was thinking about this with the whole Simpsons thing because you gave my son that great gift. And I literally found this old Simpsons toy. Yeah, Rainier Wolf Castle. Yeah, I found it at my parents' house like a week ago. like country club outfit, which is nice. Yeah, and it's still in the box. Yeah. And I remember um, at first, you know, I, I like... I like people who have obsessions. Yeah. You have obsessions. <laughs> I have obsessions. Yeah. People know me. They're like, oh, it's Kilgallen. You could get him something with, with Cubs or Nirvana or, you know, he, he's going to be a happy boy. I'm yeah. easy to shop for. And, I, and that's why, I like, so you're easy. Like, I, if I was at a store and I saw Sex in the City thing, I'd be like, Lisa would like that. If I saw yeah. Simpsons thing, boom, Lisa. Like, that's what's cool. I feel like that's just the way... I, I wish I wish more people had that because shopping for people sucks sometimes. It's really sometimes. not healthy. I, I have I'm such a hard time shopping so for my much. stepmom. It sounds like the next person was a birthday coming up. My brother, he's easy to shop for, but she's so I'm hard to shop like for. Personalized. Oh yeah, you got some art from my. <laughs> yeah, you and Megan for our wedding gave get this art. I it's like actually hanging things. up in the room. Do you see it yeah, in that of room? Course. Yeah, and I have uh, women's thighs in the painting. It's a painting where we're like superheroes. My wife's got her nurse thing on. I got a Cubs hat on. My superhero is being a fan. Hers is her actually her profession, saving people, uh, which I always thought was kind of funny. Do I have a microphone in one hand? I might, I might, you guys, I might have a microphone in my hand for that, Probably. too. But yeah. All right. Well, speaking of microphones, we're all stand-up comedians. That's how we've, we've known each other, doing stamp in Chicago. Well, yeah, you famously I would started, carry beer. What? You remember you used to have beer oh, in your yeah. trunk? I, That's how you I made friends? I started um, comedy so young. Our friend Shoxy, who does comedy, he uh, he's always like, I still imagine that you're 22. It's like hard for, sometimes I forget and I have to remind myself you're not 22. Yeah. I feel like... That isn't that I feel like that with Julia Solomon. Like I think like I met her. I still think she's 19, nineteen, yeah. And so I'm always like, Oh, she's twenty three, twenty four, but it's like I don't think she is. I brought her up recently because someone booked a comic on uh, uh comedians you should know that's underage and then they're like, Oh, I didn't know he was underage. I'm gonna talk to the bar. I go, they're gonna say no. Because I Julia Solomon I literally named her. I go, Julia Solomon wanted to be our intern and I didn't know she was underage, and then they said, No, she can't sorry, no. Like, what are you insane? We're gonna have a, someone come here and work for free for you every week and risk our liquor license. I'm like, Yeah, tell him forget it. And then like, oh, I feel big I already booked him. I'm like, he is twenty years old doing stamp comedy. Don't fucking feel bad for him. He's gonna be just fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it sucks he doesn't get to do the show, but it's fine. They're yeah. gonna do it eventually, and he's got plenty of time to to get even better about, you know, it's one of those things. But uh hundred percent. Um yeah, so yeah, you, you've got the obsession thing like I have, which just makes this easy to shop for. I, I feel yeah, like I get weirdo bringing up the Virgo stuff. thing. because I like I, all of it. 
Are no, you into? I'm not I, super into it. I actually, I have a friend, Joyelle, who does comedy as well. And she's a Virgo and she's very into it. And so she, whenever I do anything or say, she's she's the one that's like, that's Virgo. That's what we have in common. That's why I know what's up. Uh, and you. so I kind of have been more aware because I moved into her neighborhood. So we've been what are Virgo's more. best matches? Do you know that shit? Because I don't even know how to name all 12 of them. How many are they? 11? <laughs> no, there's got to be How 12. many signs are there? 12. Yeah, because 12 months, right? But it's yeah. not equal. I know. I Things don't. are weird, and it's not everything because I know it's uh, a lot of it's like organized and likes to clean and clean. And I'm not, I'm organized in different ways. I'm organized about the shit I care clean. about. I'm not clean. Like so I used to organize all I'm my not. baseball cards by team and but player. But I just, and- um, there's like a trend um, on Instagram right now where it's like bingo boards. So it's like a Virgo bingo, and then you put emojis to see like how many you fill. Oh, really? So it's like a fun, yeah, it's like a fun kind of thing. I think I remember you doing Virgo media. shit on uh, Instagram stories for a little while there too. Really? Maybe. But I got a bunch of them. But um, undercover weirdo enjoys white noise. But I don't know if these are uh, jokes. But can't never can never rest is one of them for sure. Like always overthinking, overanalyzing. Overthinking is a big one for me. I'm definitely overanalyzing. Um, also shit like constantly. very intuitive, like intuitive in a way of like just observing and seeing things, paying attention to detail. Um, that I feel like, like being I perceptive and like very judgmental, super judgmental. So like, yeah, and once something rubs you the bit. wrong way, it's like hard to kind of get back into it. I think it's like really loyal, good friends. Um, what else is this? Naggy. You know, if a good friend of mine does something, I'll say this: if a good friend of mine does something that kind of rubs me the wrong way, or pisses me off, I'm quick to, I'm pretty quick to forgive about that. Uh, but if it's someone that I'm just casual friends with or barely know, and they rub me the wrong way, then it's very hard for them to ever become a good friend. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. But, but again, this is like the instinct thing. Like I, there are, there have been people where I'm like, nah, you're not for me. And then I'm like, okay. And then it's always blown up in my face or like, I get proven why. See, I kind of have it where I look at it. Like once you're in my circle, it's hard for you to get out, but yeah, it's hard to get in. I'm saying, I'm saying, like once you're in, I don't, I, I'm gonna, I want to keep you around, like yeah. you know what I mean. So if you fuck up or if I fuck up Here. or whatever, I want to work things out. Okay, but if, I, if you're on the outside looking in, it's no, I could, I could easily bounce. Well, yeah, you. like I don't know if this is exact, but like I think a lot of people from outside think I'm like scary or intimidating anyway. But I feel like once you no, know I me think for even a few weeks, I've heard like that about you. Not even a thing. no, I've heard whispers from people who have said stuff like. Ah, uh, she's kind of like hard ass, huh? <laughs> sure, but it's like, so hard no, for she's people just that herself. know me. It's really hard for them to see that because I don't. That's just not the person. But I'm clo- I'm not. It's a vibe thing. Like some people, I'm immediately close with, and some people, I just don't. I don't feel energized by you, and I don't want to talk to you. And I'm just like, we see so many people constantly. Like we I do, feel yeah. with shows, it's like constant, and then you're also seeing people. I mean, it's like having a job. And so you're not going to be super tight, constant, and want to talk to people. But I have to give more people a shot, and some people don't deserve my cold shoulder at times. But some people do. That's fair. Because you're a little self-aware of that. you know. I have to feel better. Like some, I just recently was in an Uber pool, and someone yelled at the driver. And I was like, I never want to do that again. And I know I get snappy sometimes with drivers. So I'm like, never again. Like This is disgusting to watch. It's going to work on that. Yeah, I get uneasy when people are rude to service people. 
Yeah, Although I was, I've been addicted to cab drivers in the past. I don't think I've ever We're been addicted to an Uber mean driver. To the dri- drivers is my thing too. My, Julia would say well, I've had she's cab like drivers you, just be fucking assholes. But though. she's like, you tip delivery people out of the coffee. But like you, she's like, you are always so good and give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And then when a driver takes a wrong turn, it's like you motherfucker. Like I just get so mad because I think so many times they try to fuck you though. I've had that like taking a cab downtown. Where I'm like, I'm going straight that way eight blocks. Guy starts to turn around. I'm like what the fuck are you doing, man? Like that's why when cabs. When everyone's like Uber's putting cabs out of business, I remember going good. They're such pricks. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like so many of them would do stuff where they're just trying to jack up the price on you. For sure, but at least they knew where to go. I would rather that and pay a little more. I'm just sick of the people who have no city smarts and no ways and don't know anything, and they're just looking at their phone. And it's like, no, don't take the highway right now. Like, take these side streets. And I'm not from New York. Like, I'm not that good at directions. But like, I just value people that are good at their job, and I want someone that's like. This is going to be trafficking. I'm going to take this route or I'm going to take a left or like I love the ones where you can just say the street corners and they know how to get there. Yeah. Like I am so into that. I will give you all my money. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. These Uber drivers don't really know. Like it is such a weird thing. These are other people's cars. I get to the airport because I had a magical good driver. You know, and well, if those it was people a loser who was just sitting on the highway instead of taking something else. See, the New York cab drivers are probably better than the Chicago ones then because they're, I don't know, maybe I just had bad luck with them and stuff like that. All right. Positive traits of Virgos. We have metic- meticulous. Um, intelligent, which, I mean, I'm not going to, but loves to know about various subjects and increase their general knowledge, which, you know, you obviously host a trivia. Yes. Um, Remember I've won you, a few times. <laughs> yes, you did. Remember, you co-hosted with me a couple times. Yeah, and I but thought we were going to like team up. And people then we don't just like got me because I co-hosted once with Megan, and the manager was like, "Can you please tell her if she comes, she can't speak." <laughs> like, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's mean. But um, that was the one at her bar, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was going to say that's not one no, of the gigs. Your bar I, was good, but I remember one time you, I got I made Dean really mad. Well, I remember you and Julia, who I mentioned earlier, called my trivia night sexist. Well, yeah, and this I, is my favorite it, story, and this is a great example to everyone who doesn't get it about lots of things where it's like we told you we're like cool. Now we answers, could get into it the shit afterwards. None of the too. answers are women. It was like everything was a dude. Like there were no answers to women. So your answer to that was to do a chick flick round, which is fine. Let's do chick flicks. But there are women politicians and women athletes and women answers that are directors or movies or actresses. I later got and better with that, of course. So, but it's this thing of like. You know, my friend has these uh, cards like for dinner parties, like asking questions and it's like a regular and then a woman one. And the women questions are just so insulting where it's like it's a man or a woman. No, no, it's like a question. It's like a box. Like I'm asking what friend who does this. Oh, it's women. Oh, but okay. they bought both, and then they were like disgusted by the women questions. Ah, but I it's see. funny to do because they're so horrific. It's like if you were on a desert island, would you bring lip gloss or a purse? You know, it's like. Just the oh, craziest man. questions of like, what would you do to be more beautiful? And then that reminds me, of Julia Rancic. Remember her, Juliana? Yeah, she, uh, Juliana, whatever it was. She had a book that we I ended up reading because uh, my wife's friend like got it like at an airport, like for whatever. She just like fuck it, I, I picked it up. And it's like the most offensive shit towards women I've ever read. Yeah. It's basically like, uh, men don't like women who are smart, so put the book down, dumb, dumb. Like, it was like all this, like, but why don't you just suck his dick more? Like, it was like, not like directly that, but it was all this. I remember reading this as a man being like, Jesus Christ. Like, it made me sad that a thing, woman would write this shit. Of course, shit. but it's like, why wouldn't you? It's worked, but like, that is what most men want. True, but like. That's what's crazy. It's like 50 year olds wouldn't be marrying 20 year olds if that's not what they wanted. That's what they want. 
Dane Cook's not dating a 19 year old to like advance him and push him and like thought and be a partner no, in life. No, he likes her body and she makes him feel young. I'm yeah. sure that's what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so it's like that advice, if all you want is a man, is great advice. Straighten your hair, look better, keep your mouth shut, and laugh at what dudes say. They will marry you. But I just don't understand. I think this is, you know what I've really come to the conclusion with, and we'll put, we're going to get into some more of this stuff. I think women need to unionize. I think women need to come together so and be like, you stop dating ugly, no, stop dating rich is, old guys because no. you're fucking up the curve. But if you know. are, if you do want that life and you're fucking well, hot, that's go for use sure. a man. Whatever you want, do point. it. Yeah. It's the point why feminism is so hard, and I don't want to fully speak for black people, but like with race, I would say 90 plus percent of black people are like, racism's real. And obviously you have black Republicans that are working on Fox News that are like, you gotta work hard. Like I've met black yeah. Trump supporters, you know, but... Mo- for m- the most part, I would say over 90%, like if you look at voting, it's like always 93% black women and 97% black men, or opposite, Opposites, are always voting yeah. the right way. Always you know, they're like, like the Roy Moore situation, like they saved that. And so like black people well, get it. Well, actually... What? From a numbers, you know me, I'm a baseball Black nerd. Black people didn't get save everything? With the Roy Moore thing? Yeah. No. Well, here's the thing. The, the state of Alabama... Every election is always 97% black women vote for the Democrat, 93%. Great. The, you understand that Democrats are minority, so it's the white people who flipped and vote. I would never say this because it it's makes me look like an asshole. It's the white people that what? More white people voted for the Democrat than ever before for that election. I mean, that's good, but that, that, my point was it's still that, how many white people voted I, for well, no, I get the that. I get, I get that, but you know, black women, the thing is, I'm such a numbers nerd that I can only say this. I would never tweet this because people would turn my words around and say like, well, you're being a, a dick. Yeah. I'm not being a dick. I'm just talking from a p- pure number standpoint. So maybe like, you, you, you know, the answer might be, well, we need more black women to have black daughters than her. So I don't know what the hell you're gonna, what's going to say, but black women are only 7% of the country. 7%, that's it. Wow. So even if black women voted for 100%, they wouldn't, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Sure. So it's like, so I, it's just one of those things where that, I was obviously right. making a joke about numbers, no. but you're right. No, the Roy Moore thing was fucking embarrassing. How that guy, that election should have been close. But anyway, so like most black people are like, yeah, white people suck. But the problem with feminism is 53. They don't have more than half women don't think there's a problem and they are subservient and they do think men are better and they think things are fine and that women are overreacting because so much of women's value is based on relationships with men and getting that and we are part of the patriarchy like whenever dudes are like well just go against society just if you don't like the rules don't do it it's like it is hard as being someone that's been fighting for this since i was in seventh grade and constantly yeah you played football i always love that about you but i've always been arguing and always kind of seen how unfair shit is it's you always have to convince women too because we are living in the patriarchy so every like the male perspective is the popular and true perspective that is taught to us it's taught as truth like our history books are taught as truth but it's coming from one white man's perspective like that's where it's coming from so if every single movie is a side white like side woman character and the dude is the hero and like yeah. every magazine and everything is sold to you in this way and this well, I try is to stick up for myself with trivia because i was trying to tell when you two both pointed that out and my sister and my cousin who came to the trivia night pointed it out too i said look it's not sexist it's lazy i don't i didn't put time into that trivia i would just i would write questions off of shit i knew yes. and i knew men's stuff exactly, so that's why it was just more laziness that you and don't i didn't know consider about women well, yeah I guess, and you don't have to because don't most to, women yeah. don't care either and they want it. Like, I remember I was talking to this one girl. I was like, oh, are you going to the Women's March? And she goes, I just feel like women need to be. And it's like, 
oh, we're not going to talk. And she's like, you're rude. And it's like, you're a hot girl and men pay for everything. Of course life is good for you. So you're, uh, you're having a hard time seeing outside your perspective, but I can't wait to see you at 50 or when your husband cheats on you. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's this thing of like, <laughs> but also... Did you actually say that to her? That'd be great no, if you no, did. No. But if you're a hot ass girl and... People are constantly buying, and there's downfalls of that. Like men are obviously always trying to fuck you, and that might be annoying. But if you're someone that's like super hot, and men are going to be nice to you, yeah. So men are super nice to hot the women. The best privilege really is beautiful person. Yes, privilege. but it's still not empowering, like in in a way. But yeah, if like you're a super hot girl and all dudes are great to you, and you get this job and everyone's nice, and we're nicer to hotter people, it's like, of course you don't get feminism because well, dudes are great. But I mean, that's not, I mean, I'm not saying that hot girls don't get like assaults and things don't happen well, to yeah, them, yeah, yeah, but it is this thing of like, yeah, you don't see stuff. Cause I remember I was doing Nick DiPaolo's radio show that he doesn't have anymore, but, um, we were talking about feminism obviously. And, um, a guy called in and he's like, well, what about, you know, I work at a place and all these ugly men aren't getting hired for jobs and all these hot women are getting hired because, you know, they wear low cut shirts. And I go, well, what about the ugly women? And he had nothing to say. And I'm like, well, what about all these ugly women that aren't getting hired? Do you care yeah. about them? And also, you're still proving my point that men see women as only sexual objects because they're not hiring a woman that's great for the job. They're hiring a woman that they want to fuck and has is wearing a low-cut top. So she's using you to get a job because you only view women for fucking or not. And then you're blaming her for wearing a low-cut shirt trying to get the job. But you're not going to hire a woman that's good for the job. So you're still wrong. You know, like, it's this crazy thing where... If fucking is the only thing that dudes mostly care about, you're not a full good person. Like, if you believe, if you only try to fulfill what men want out of you your whole life, you're not going to end up well. Yeah, you're probably definitely incomplete. I've been doing a joke about this where I ask crowds, like, think of the most popular girls in your high school. Mm -hmm. Everyone got them. Were they anything besides hot sluts? And there are. I went are. to an all guys school, so I can't really even answer that and question. And it's never. So, yeah. And then someone obviously wants to be smart always. So it's always like, well, athletes. And I was like, were they all so hot? And he's like, yeah, they were hot. And it's like, yeah, you're immediately as a girl. Because you're, you're a the teenager, most you're so superficial, you know? But that's also what we're taught. As Disney movies, everything is like, you marry a man, and that's where you get your worth from, is male attention. I did watch that documentary, Misrepresentation, way back when, when that came out, like 2013. I think it came out a while ago. And that, have you seen that one? And it's basically, they talk about, there was like a poll where they pulled like, you know, seven-year-olds or whatever. How many of you want to be president between the boys and girls in the class? And it was like an equal number of hands, boys and girls, you know? Then they, did, they pulled this same class five years later when they were like 12, and the number of girls decreased, and the number of boys I mean, I'm even actually. talking to my niece, and like, girls aren't allowed to wear tank tops, and boys are. It's like, we immediately teach girls that it's our responsibility to make men comfortable, to make sure men don't attack us, to make sure dinner's on the table so we don't get beat. Like, everything is like, we need to nurture the boys. We need to be, like, we need to behave. Boys are boys. And so, so much of our value and everything we are taught is intertwined with men male attention and male opinions and in the male world and then everyone's grown up and it's like well women why do you hate each other i'm doing a joke about this now too <laughs> like i hate i don't want to be practicing bits on people no it's no like it's biggest, fine it's fine yeah no it's like my biggest i have a pet peeve of that too but i get it so i always want to warn it but it's um it's this thing of like well women had to compete with each other to have a house and have food because if a man didn't marry you you wouldn't eat or have a home yeah you'd be dead so if someone's hotter like yeah i'll kill her to eat like <laughs> we had to compete because we 
can't even compete in real ways. We can't like, I'm going to be the best computer programmer. I'm going to be super rich or an architect or successful or like talented and smart and funny. And I'm going to work on those things and I'm going to get respected and find like a cool partner. That's a dude or whatever, if you're straight. And then for, um, but it's not it. It's like mostly looks and I get it. It's like dicks and or animals. And this is like how like fucking works and stuff and maybe biology, but it's like hotness you can, I guess, alter lots of stuff and you can do things, but like it is what it is. And so how, that's why women are so crazy and competing because it's not an actual thing and you don't have control over it. So if a guy picks another girl, it's because she's hotter. And if that's all you have, you're going to fucking hate her. Yeah, because looks fade. You know what I mean? But like, obviously. But men not. don't care because they, I, I mean, so many men don't see women, they don't marry women to be like, I can't wait to go through life together making decisions it's like i'm gonna be in charge you're gonna do what i want be a, i don't care if you're i don't care about you at all you know i don't think i mean i think the nice th- yeah that i think that's the way it was for a long time i think that tide has been changing no we're in our friend group maybe that maybe is not f- the thing uh, I don't know. I know. I mean, I mean, I live in a big city, though, so it's obviously different in big cities than it is. Think about how many people country, are religious though. and go to church every Sunday. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's a lot of people. But that... I definitely think it's better than it was twenty years ago. At least I hope to God it is. Otherwise, sure. I'm but really like in the but... seven, women did, had to fight to get to earn credit cards. I mean, I know, isn't it nuts? Marital like, what, in the rape 70s, wasn't illegal women, until the eighties. I mean, women weren't allowed to get credit cards in the seventies. Isn't that fucking nuts? Wasn't it? Was it in the seventies or something like that? I mean, it's all nuts, and that's why it's laughable when dudes are like, "It's not all of us." It's like if any of you were good we would have not had to fight so hard for rights sure all the good guys would have banded together but you don't give a shit you're not at the women's marches you don't do shit roe v wade's on the table you don't give a fuck no one cares and women don't care like we well men you better fucking care about that one because that's gonna affect you too nobody fucking cares and then people are like cynical and like oh i don't want you to say nobody because there are people but who not care. enough only not because i'm trying to be it. somewhat positive because the world's so but they're shitty. Not i want to believe that there's something it. out there they're not actually changing it like what's actually happening okay so the louis ck story broke today um I typically don't go too topical on this, but that's a big story that, you know, yeah. if, if you listen to, even if you listen to this podcast a month from now, you're going to know what the fuck we're talking about. So come with us on this one. Uh, Louis C.K. did stand for the first time since the stories yeah. broke, which was only nine months ago. It felt like so long ago yeah. because of the way things move so quickly well, and nowadays. because of how men have reacted where, and all the articles. Like, has Me Too gone too far? Have we been punished too much? Is this too much? Are men not comfortable at work? Because they're too scared. Can we not compliment women? And it's not even been a year. It's like you can't fucking try to change your behavior for a fucking year. Yeah. And that's why it seems like it was so long ago because immediately it was like, have things gone too far and nothing's changed nothing has even happened and that's why it's like to be optimistic is ridiculous like men don't care prove it not all men prove it fucking prove it why have all of my girlfriends been assaulted prove it yeah i mean prove it well i mean yeah why did louis get a standing ovation yeah, that's that was that before was he crazy. started his comedy. Before they were glad started. to have him back because they don't think him, he like, did oh, anything great. wrong, you know. And I get a lot of um, qu- like with the thing of saying not only I had like a long fucking argument with um because no I will I will get bothered by the when people say all oh, men. But this is what I have to say. Go I got for into it. an oh, argument yeah. with someone else about this. He's like, well, it's not good grouping all men and we're all different. This and that. I go, yeah, but none of you cared when it wasn't about you. 
No one cared when it was all black people are thugs or all brown people are Muslims. You lived your lives. And then suddenly it's a little bit of white men in your actions. And it's like, well, it's not all of us. And it's like, well, you didn't give a fuck when it was happening to anyone else. Well, I gave a shit. I always hated that. I hated it because I, you know, have a lot of black friends, but I also have a lot of cop friends. And I, I unfortunately know racist assholes that it, they would pop up in my Facebook timeline. And I'd get into big fights with them by saying, look, you know, that, that's they're, they're putting up a housing, like, it's this big thing in Jefferson Park. It's going to be like seven stories. And I guess like 20 of the 100 units, 20 of them are going to be for like Section 8 low income or whatever. And everyone's worried about the crime. And I go, it's naturally racist to assume poor people equal crime. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, even if they vet them and make sure they're the good ones, what's going to stop them from bringing their scumbag cousins in or something? And I'm like, again, you don't see that as being racist? And they go, I didn't say anyone's racist. You're implying that. I'm like, no, dude, that is racist, actually, what you're saying. Because you assume poor people are... A certain, you know, I mean, they, they it's, you know, they don't say the N word anymore, but they're still racist. Like they, they learn other code words, they learn all the other shit. And I would get into it with my friends about that stuff all the time. Hold on, I gotta pause this again for the chord. Sorry, everyone. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna then, let, I'm gonna let you go because I want to. The hear other your, thing your that points. I told him is no other tactic has worked. I've defended. I remember that's I defended a, a guy that's like a piece of shit, but I defended him for a long time, and then. um when he finally apologized, everyone was still like, fuck you. Like, no one cares about your anointed opinion. And I, like, went, I was like, well, when people change, like, we should have blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, the, but he didn't change. He continued being shitty. And I, like, def- and I like defended people learning and growing. But it's like, this thing, nothing has worked. Talking it out and trying to convince men. I've been fighting this fight since I was in seventh grade. Men don't want to change. They don't want to learn. They don't, because they can. Like, the information's out there. They don't want to actually learn. They want to find an example or an exemption to the rule or prove you wrong or find a little toy of like, well, what about this bad woman? I've been doing this a long time. Men don't actually want to learn. So having a discussion with a man about sexual assault and about feminism and trying to get the point of view isn't that. It's not a learning experience. It's me putting being put on trial constantly by multiple people trying to prove me wrong. So discussing with men hasn't worked. Being on your side hasn't worked. Women have been fucking Servient for a long ass time. It hasn't worked. The souls of you guys are just evil. <laughs> if you weren't evil, women wouldn't have been concubines and sex slaves and drown and called witches. Like history would be different. Men would be writing about women characters and reading women books and making well, we're not women smart enough characters. To, we don't know women well enough to write women characters. Sure, but it's this thing of like you don't even care. Just write a male character and change name to Amy. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a side woman. That's the way you've seen us for so long. No, I'm saying you can write a and main character and then change her name and to And so that's what I told female. him. It's like nothing else has fucking worked. Nothing has worked to show you that we are equal to your life. And so, I feel like so if I need a group I you in and treat people, you like though. shit, I don't give a fuck. If Aziz needs to have an article written for you to be scared and change your behavior, I'm fine with it because women screaming rape for hundreds and thousands of years hasn't changed your behavior. So if only you being scared of losing your advertising job or Louie not be able to make millions of more dollars is the only thing that makes you care, kind of, about women's safety, then who cares? Why do I have to do shit? You guys have done nothing. You know You've what? You've done nothing. You have opened my eyes to a lot of things during everything you said there. Uh, it's every day. Every day at the cellar, I'm arguing with people who do not see a problem with the world. And my the best thing, and I have to fucking find this because it was incredible, it was like they went out, it was a man on the street, it was Newsweek or something like that, and they just asked dudes, would you take your wife's last name? 
And the things that came out of these men's mouths were like, no, because then the women will take over. And how dare Jesus, that? they said that yeah, shit out loud? It's a video. It's Good like, Lord, it's even insane. if you think that, shut it's the just fuck like, up. then what's going to happen? Or like, that's, that's despicable. Like, that's not tradition. People it's really hate and change, too. You and know? it's also like, but you expect women to be degraded and take your name and lose their identity. And, you know, like Ashley Madison, that cheating site, the, the most uh, users are dudes whose wives were pregnant. Like that's like that's how disgusting dudes are. Like the yeah. cheating site, you know what I mean? It's like all like everyone is disgusting. So if you're really not all men, it's like fire all the dudes, hire only women. Because even all Tony Robbins, it's like this guru of advice is like, well, now my male friends are scared to hire women, and it's like, hold up, why don't you just not hire rapists? Like they don't see us. Tony Robbins said that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I actually watched his documentary because I was curious. It's kind of oh, it's a really scary video because a woman says weird. that's not cool and like rape happens and he's so tall and he's like looming over her and he's walking, freak, walking, walking towards her and being like, "No, this isn't it. Women have to stop holding anger and get over the Me Too movement. It's ruining powerful men's lives." Watch the video. It's everyone. Jesus. It's constant and it's everyone and it's everywhere. And why should we be nice to you and why shouldn't we group you together? Fuck you guys. You've yeah. done nothing. And I, just, I think women, it's kind of like that tweet where, why are white people so scared of being the minority? It's like minorities are treated bad. And it's like, yeah, that's women are just going to start treating men. I want that to happen. Treating men the well, way we treat That's why I was joking us. about you guys need to unionize. Yeah. Get on the same page. I would love that. But it, you know? half the battle is convincing women we are human and deserve something. Because I used to think that. You know when people used to say, oh, it's such a double standard where if a man sleeps around, he's a player, and all of his friends high-five him, but if a woman sleeps around, she's a whore. And I'm like, well, it's because her friends don't high-five her. If women slept around and their friends started high-fiving them, it'd be different, because when a woman sleeps around, she gets it from men, and she gets it from woman, women, but when a man sleeps around, he only gets shit from women who think he's a scumbag, but his boys have his back. I always think women need well, to have their back. Girlfriend. You explain why. That's I know, but you true. explain. I mean, women are like strangers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, like when, say I don't know a dude. But I see a dude walking to a bar and all these chicks are hanging all over him and he's doing this and that. I'm like, oh, that guy's fucking cool as hell. Women see that same woman getting all the attention. They go, fuck her. You know what I mean? And you explained why yeah. earlier with the whole, well, we have to eat, you know, and the whole yeah. psychology that goes behind all that, which I never heard. I never thought of it Having like that kid, before. Like, I wish women were like, oh, if I want a kid, I'll have my kid on my own. I'll figure it out. Sure, yeah, I don't need a man for that. You know, I need it, sperm, it, but. but it's like so much of like what women, it's like having a dude and. These dudes don't. Because there are women that do, and it's you know it's part of the the whole system in which we've lived under for ever, for forever. And then if women aren't perfect, women think they need a man. And that, and what about that? And it's like, yeah, it's been it's ingrained in. Because I hear things now where it's like, uh, you this company needs to hire more women, or they need to hire more women. I'm thinking. True. Yeah, absolutely. And then part of me wants to be like, or these women need to get together and fucking start a company. I'm not saying yeah. I, that sounds like I'm excusing yeah. poor no. hiring practices by men, but I'm also trying to think this I've always exactly been real quick. Let me get this across. Yeah, I'm sorry, course. but I've always been like, I want to know the solution. I got to do a big argument with my cousin about this. I think I kept trying to tell you that earlier in the week. I've been sidetracked like we always do. So I'm talking about Portillo's or some other shit. Uh, Cause I told her, I go, we were arguing about something. And um, I was like, listen, you know, what's crazy is I agree with you 100%. I think the argument is the frustration because she kept saying, no, I don't want to hear from men right now. This is the time for men to listen, which I'm sure you believe with them too, or you agree with too. And I go, look, I understand. I agree too. I'm trying to figure out how to get dudes to listen because I know how dudes are. You, they're not just naturally going to fucking listen. You got to find way. And like, well, like some of the stuff you said before with like the, 
you know, women, the dudes knew, like, I didn't, there was shit I didn't know. Like, I used to get into arguments with Julia just because I liked riling her up. You know what I mean? And I know she's way smarter than me with all that stuff. And, uh, but I learned a lot from having conversations with you guys yeah, about this Yeah, but this, this stuff. riling up, I was at a Ms. Foundation event. And Ava DuVernay, badass. I only do it when it's just her and I hanging out. I, I wouldn't Ava do it DuVernay, in front of a group. Ava DuVernay, badass, um, you know, director. And she won an award. And so she was speaking. And I think she was talking more towards, like, a black female experience. But I felt like I understood What's she it direct? I know the name sounds familiar. I can't think of what she... Selma? Did. Oh, Selma. Okay, I didn't hear you say that. And then Wrinkle in Time. Okay. Yeah, right? I, yeah. That sounds familiar. I just was trying um, to uh, but, figure out who she was. So she was saying, she goes... This is what they do. They keep us busy dealing with all this racism and all this shit. So we're too busy to create and lead and be on top. Like, that's what it is. It's like, I have to constantly, I have to constantly explain why I'm a person. Black people have to constantly explain why they deserve to be alive in this country. It's like a constant battle. And like every microaggression, every little thing where people are like, that's not a big deal. Get over it. That's not a big deal. Stop it. That's not a big deal. It's like, that's everyday constant. So like my friend just posted this and I was just talking about it with my mom and I couldn't believe he posted it. But like white people make the, the sensors for dispensing soap and a bunch of them don't read black skin so when black people try to get soap out of these dispensers soap doesn't come out because they didn't think to test it from black people so I black it was just people, motion like the hand no, motion i didn't know it was like a skin thing but they can't they don't they don't no. sense that the black skin is moving right but do you think that was done on purpose or no is it just but that's what i mean yeah, I got, they yeah. are forgotten about white yeah. people are the main thing like men are the main thing like well, everything country, is made for you 69 or something but, it's but i understand that you're right you. people should so be more conscious so that's, like, sure, that's of not for me and then every single thing builds and it's like we're living in a world built for you by for you and you want us to be and play the rules for you and it's insane when like my uh friend sam said it best it's like white men have been getting a pizza delivered to their house every day and no one else and we're like hey we want pizza and so now everyone gets half a pizza and all you white dudes are like wait but and it's like no but we had no pizza yeah so what do you want this is how change goes though of course but it's annoying it's frustrating i get it you're gonna be pissed off about it you should be pissed off about it but i think that's just the natural way things go where it's like this is how things are and by the way you know that but dudes don't want to change that's what i'm saying they want to keep us busy arguing and fighting for fucking scraps that's what it is i mean i have example after example like Sometimes i was I in think an elevator get, you give us too much credit for being that smart I don't and think there we're were that maniacal. two uh then give us control maybe? then why are you ma- want control then why are male characteristics Next time the microphone wire goes out i want you to tighten it <laughs> then why are male characteristics like applauded and female ones not like degrading, like such a bad thing. Like if men just respected like women a little more, shit or whatever. maybe you could be more emotionally inept and communicate more. You know, there's a guy, Gary that. Vaynerchuk. I was watching a couple of his videos. I like what he was saying. He's trying to make empathy and kindness alpha traits. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't like what you, all the all the stuff you're saying. When I hear men you don't say care them about us and it's like we have to play this game. And how make do we get men happy. to care? Are we just? Kill them. Are we just? <laughs> if you guys don't care about us, stop being with them. Stop fucking them. Stop putting up. With I them. care about women. But we have to like. And I know if you ask a lot of individuals, we do. I know a lot of. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, it's like ownership. You need relation to that person to respect them. It's like it's just such a tough place to be in, and it's annoying. And so now it's like 
fuck you. Well, it's definitely not. I mean, like, I know you. I know you say all men, and I, of course, the only reason I'm yeah, hesitating is because I, I hang know out with black friends constantly. They're like, white women are the devil. White women. And are I'm the worst. sure some of you are like, and well, I don't well, say I'm anything. Well, I know I don't fucking get in arguments with these people on Twitter. My only fear no, I'm not is talking that about like Twitter. I'm talking about I hang out with my black friends all the time. Yeah, and they are constant, not constant, but like they. I mean, it comes up often. Race is a thing, so like we're talking about it, and after something, it's like white people are just the worst. I never am like, well, not me. Well, no, of course That's not. not what I, do. I get that. But of course, dudes not. constantly they want to be like, but it's not me, and it's like it is you. It is you. It's all of you. Okay. I guess. I mean, but you understand how that's hard for people to hear. You guys though. don't care, but you guys. But you don't get care. how that's hard. No, for this people is to hear. my favorite. Like I was in an elevator, and these two women were talking, and one of them goes, oh, "I didn't mean it for it to be an all women thing. Like, um, we're gonna invite some men, so it's not just that." And I was like, "No two men have ever had that discussion with ever. No two men have been sitting in a boardroom hiring people and been like." Oh, wait, we got to make sure there's a bunch of women so it's not all dudes so we can get a bunch of different perspectives. It's, oh, fuck, we got to go get a woman. Yeah, I mean, so true. many of no, my amazing, true. talented friends, when they get writing jobs, it's because the whole room is 11 white dudes. And now they have to go find a black person and a woman. And it's great if they can find a black woman. And then they don't even have to like hire two more people. And that's what happens. Most of my female friends or friends that are black are in a room where they're the only one. And why aren't these... like? But is some of that a numbers game though? Like, because I know in stand comedy, when booking shows, you go to it open mics. It doesn't matter. It's How do you create content that is for everyone and is a real depiction of people and is not offensive and is not gross if you do not have those people in the room? That's why The Simpsons is. Uh, that's why the poo and all that happened. And obviously, like I have. I love Apu, he's my favorite, I have all his like action figures, and it's this thing of like, now, the problem is, it's a room of all white men writing all these ethnic characters, and not one person that's not white is in the room, that's the issue, so it's like, it doesn't matter what the numbers are, like, why are you only having one black person there, have multiple black people, they don't have all the fucking answers, people are different, like, I have black friends, people just assume they don't have both parents, or that they were poor, they didn't go to college, and it's like, they're fucking college-educated, yeah. rich people that grew up in the upper middle class, and have great lives, but are assumed to be poor, and uneducated just because, or Sabrina went on an interview, and people assumed she was a diversity hire for something, and they heard shit about the diversity hire, and she wasn't that one, but they just assumed, because there's no, uh, there's no diversity and show like like it's really constant so it's like it goes all the way up you can't just put a black character on tv you need black writers you won't need a black showrunner and you need black people that are buying the content and making the decisions like that's what you need it's it's tough with hollywood shit though because it's just so like not but it's not just They're Hollywood. Never, it's in finance. It's everywhere. No, I get that. But with Hollywood stuff, it'll everything's money driven. Sure, you know I mean? but how many more times do you... Do you know who the biggest percentage of people do, saw Crazy Rich Asians did well over the box yeah. office? The biggest percentage of people who yeah. saw Crazy Rich, Rich Asians? White people. You know why? Because white people are so far the majority in this fucking country. I'm only bringing that up because sure, like... Sure, but like why can't white people just watch things about other people? They can. No, they you can know, and they the are. Thing. We're discovering that they are. Or when men are like, you know, I watch Sex in the City and it's like, you should. It was the first awards that HBO ever won at the awards circuit. It was the first comedy to win um, awards and like best shows and stuff like that. Like, no, yeah. it was a revolution. It was this genius show. Like the most jokes, like so funny, such good relationships, such good pacing. Like it's one of the best shows ever made. No, I like, I like it. I've but, only seen it for a couple of seasons. No, I bring that up. I only brought that up to show it how wrong Hollywood is. Yeah. Because for a while they wouldn't make 
a movie of all Asians because they'd be like, well, who's going to see that? There's only 12% of the country's Asians, so we're going to lose all this money. And it's like, no, you, you made a good movie and everyone went to see it. Black Panther, everyone went to see it. It wasn't just black people saw Black Panther. Yeah. If it was just black people saw Black Panther, yeah, it wouldn't have set so records because of numbers. to do that? And it's not just black people go to Beyonce. Why did it take so long? Because Hollywood's fucking morons. And who runs Hollywood? A lot of white men, sure, of course. But yeah. they, they assumed, Hollywood assumed you couldn't do a movie of all women because men won't see it. You know how many men I know loved Bridesmaids and, and but again, all this other stuff? Everything is catered towards you guys. And now I'm agreeing with you, but I'm also blaming these industries trying at the same to happen, time. And it's like, oh, what, isn't the whiz racist? And it's like, let the like we just need all these different people in charge. And so when all these good guys yeah, and all these think, people are like, what are the I solutions? Think the answer is to take charge. It's fire people. I mean, that is what's happening. I don't know why like people like Oprah and Ellen happening. who have billions of dollars aren't putting more money into like their own networks and their own this and you know what I mean? Like, you know, um shit like that. I just don't I don't get it because it, you, every, you, like you're saying, we've tried everything yes, else, we've tried everything just, else, it's just so fuck you, it's all here. of you. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? So to. if you've tried everything else, but you guys- I don't even fully believe this. I'm having a great time, but it's like, um, I read somewhere where it's like all the dudes in comedy was like, this is a boys club. You don't like it? Fuck you. You don't have to do it. These are the rules. And then all these like queer and brown people and women are like, all right. And then doing their own shit. And it's like, well, that's not actually comedy. Like, this is what comedy Who cares is. You're only getting. Oh, of course. But yeah. it's like these people have created this thing. I mean, who cares? And it's like, I don't know. People are heckling Hannah Gadsby for no reason at a TV taping set. Like, that's fucked up. Like, men yeah, are like shitty. losing their minds in Montreal and attacking people. And like, you know, that, like, that, there was a tweet today with the Louis story where it's like more men were pissed off at Nanette than Louis. And Nanette just wanted to, sp- like, Hannah Gassi just put out a special, and Louis was, like, taking, and my thing is, like, yeah, maybe it's, fu- whatever you want to say of it's not that bad, but it's, like, Because you worked someone- with Louis, just so people uh, yes, know. Yes, You were a main Love character, yeah. right? How many episodes? You were in all of them, or most of them? I wasn't in all of them. I had, like, a lot of words in one. The show's and Harold I was in, and like, Pete. Four- not Harold. Horace and Pete. Horace and Pete. I yeah. did that twice now. I was probably in, like, five episodes. It was a dream come true. It was, like, probably the best thing I've ever done in my life. Because you were a big fan of his. I, yeah. Huge fan. Um, I also, I mean, he gave me the best opportunity. I got to work with Steve Buscemi, Alan Alda, Jessica Lang, Edie Falco, Stephen Wright. These are amazing people, I mean, people, Colin yeah. Quinn. Like, I was living a full, like, dream, for sure. It was, like, the best. I loved the way he worked with everyone on set. I loved all the producers he chose. I loved the wardrobe person he works with. Like, I loved, every, I liked his assistant, like, it was really the best thing that ever happened. But when I got the news that I was doing it, almost 90% of my friend's first question was, what are you going to do if he takes his dick out? Yeah. So before saying, what's the project? What, how much are you getting paid? When are you this filming? this was the worst kept secret what in character? comedy. How many lines do you have? You know, the first question was, what we are you all knew. Do? Everybody in comedy knew for yeah, and I'm a decade before it came out that he had done this. So, and I said this to you earlier, and we were like, what would you have done? I was like, I would have fucked him. Like, I wanted to, like, dust things around his apartment as he, like, <laughs> fucked me. You know, like, I was so into it. And so... It, that's that's I was going there assuming something weird was going to happen, and so that's just that's what it was. And for me, it's not about me. It's like if the uh, the part was offered to someone else who didn't want who that was a deal breaker. Like that sucks that there's a woman out there who wouldn't have taken that position yes. because she didn't want to deal with someone's dick that's because a good way of looking at she it. had a weird dick come at her when she was younger. You know, it's like. It's not about just like my, my me wanting to do it. It's about, and this isn't just in acting and like positions and roles. It's like, 
we are putting women in this and because then are and like a bunch of people were like well it's the women's fault for ever sleeping to get parts and it's like you're giving like it's like women can't even use the thing that they know that they can can to like get stuff without other women getting raped but it's like yeah if you're in a position where it's like fuck i really want to work ever read what happened to maureen o'hara uh no maureen o'hara was this big actress in the 50s and uh, from Ireland, uh, she was in The Quiet Man. She like started in a couple movies opposite John Wayne. And these producers were like trying to say, you have to fuck us. And she's like, hell no, I'm not touching you. And so then they spread rumors about her. And then she didn't work again until 1990. She didn't work from like 1950 something to 1991. Because she just said, you know, she left the industry because of what they did to her. They like wrote, there was an article where they, where she was called a frigid potato because she's from Ireland. So they called her a potato and uh, she's a beautiful redheaded woman. And her role that she came back in was actually in the movie called Only the Lonely with John Candy. You ever see that? Mm-mm. It's filmed in Chicago. He's this uh, cop who's obsessed with it. He, like he's a mama's boy or whatever. But yeah, so she was like one of the first people to come out and be like, that, and she like said that pe- the men in Hollywood are scumbags. I don't want to work in this industry anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like when dudes so flippantly are like, "Go to the, the cops." 50s. Did you say something? Did you do that? It's like, is it worth it? Is it worth? Oh, you never said that again? great joke. I love that joke you used to tell, where it's about a guy who, uh, like, a guy if a guy went into the precinct saying, "Like, oh, yeah, oh I got yeah." Well, look at you, you've gel in your hair. Clearly, you wanted it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just, just like, say, like it's not worth it because no one's going to believe you. Everyone's going to talk. Everyone's going to, like, my favorite is when we were like, oh, they just want to be famous. It's like, we don't know any of the accusers' names. Like, we don't know any of them. We don't know anything. They've, like, nothing's ever happened. I know the one because I featured for the one. But it's this thing of, like, it's not even taking a role. It's like, fuck, do I take this promotion and work with this boss who's a scumbag? Yeah. Because they're going to fire me before this scumbag. And so it's like, what do people do? It's like, fire the scumbag. It's a tough industry. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. Fire the scumbag. And it's like, people love to get smug with me of like, well, you worked with him and you knew. And it's like, yeah. And it was the fucking best. And I didn't do anything wrong. You know? He did. And he knew he did. And I think when Louis went down and other, and like this stuff, I think a, a lot of male reaction instantly is like, fuck, I like that guy. Damn it. I know I have that sometimes when like a, an athlete I like turns out to be a piece of shit where it's like, dude, fuck, man. But I think what I like that I'm, guy. What I'm so then you're to, always naturally trying to like push it under no, the No, what thing. I'm trying to portray that or like explain that you don't get is like, we know Sabrina Jalise has so many good jokes on her in her Netflix 15. I don't know if you watched it, but people it should watch no. it. I'll check it but out. But she has an amazing like joke where it's funny. like, it's like women have been living in a house and being like, listen, there's squirrels in the attic. There's squirrels in the attic. And the guy's like, shut up. And then all these squirrels came flying through the attic and the men are like, where these squirrels come from. And it's yeah. like, we've been telling you, but it's, you're not going to believe it. If it's your brother or your friend or your idol or your coworker or your cousin, you're not gonna. So when you say go to the police, you mean that if it's someone you don't know, you don't mean that if it's your best friend, cause you're going to believe him. So when dudes are saying, go to but the, isn't that natural women believe their best friends too, right? I'm just trying to get to. I'm saying I don't. I have none of my girlfriends have been accused of sexual assault, but all of my girlfriends have been attacked, jerked off on in the street. Um, Jerked off on? Yeah. That's gross. Um, That way you you asked that question the other day. Waking up, blacked out. Remember that weird question you asked the other day? Would you rather someone puke on you or come on you? Yeah. And immediately I'm like, well, puke on, because how are they jerking off in front of me to the point where I'm like, comes in the equation? Yeah. Okay. Someone's jerking off at you. But like, I've just had friends, you know, touched by weird teacher. And then it's like, you don't want to be the frigid potato. So like, even me recently, like there was a, there's a dude who's a regular and he comes to to the shows, but he like came to talk to me and he kept putting his 
arm on my lower back and I didn't like it, but I was like, oh, whatever, he's so nice. like, and I didn't say anything because it's like, I don't want to cause a thing and make him feel uncomfortable, but you're fucking touching me. Cause when you confront dudes, it's what not if, easy. I know it's not easy, but because what if we're, I don't like getting kissed on my cheek and dudes always want to do that. And I used to kiss people when on the I've cheek. said that. I've said because that to a I couple used to kiss the cheek. and I said, can you not do that? It's, oh, you think you're better than me? Who the fuck do you think you are? Oh, really? That's what you're going to say? Then I won't touch you at all. Like people, this, see, we got it. That's, so that's why I'm asking some of these questions because, um, I want to know how to get to the point where we could get people to get over themselves where they, you, you notice, I, I remember I had another podcast because white women are the worst. Like when black people around me are like white women are the devil. It's like, yeah, they used to lie and get black men fucking killed and 53% <laughs> voted for Trump and you know white feminists I was a part of it I didn't understand intersectionality like I just didn't yeah and now I understand things and it's like everything's a power structure I realized yeah. though but what I was gonna say before the I didn't I didn't mean to say white maybe yeah. you heard me say white yeah. I was gonna come up with the thing is someone kisses you on the cheek and you say hey don't do that I don't like that and they think oh well, you're better than me people get so defensive I would love to man I gotta get like a psychologist on or something one day because I think the big problem with a lot of arguing you see on the internet and stuff with politics where people it's so polarizing now where it's like if you're a democrat you're i'm a hardcore democrat you're a republican you're a hardcore republican and there's not so much people who are like now this guy's a fucking idiot i need to call out the idiots when i see them no matter if they wear a blue tie or a red tie and i realized the word uh ignorant if you call someone ignorant they go fucking insane but if I say you're ignorant, that does not mean you're a bad person. It just means you lack knowledge on a particular subject. Yeah, that's but exact no one thinks definition. they're dumb and everyone thinks they're funny. Well, that's funny, my point. How know? do we get to the fucking point in which if you could, like when a guy puts his hand on your lower, in your small of your back, you could say, hey, you know what? I'm, I, I, that just makes me uncomfortable. And then wouldn't it be nice if he was like, oh, I'm totally sorry. I didn't realize, you know, I've growing up, I just said we would do that with, yeah. I, I didn't realize. I'm so sorry. I'm glad you brought that up. Shit. Have I been doing that? Because every now and then, I remember when there was the first wave of the, uh, for me too. Remember they tried the hashtag they, I don't know who the they is, but the hashtag yes, all women mm-hmm. who had like a little run yeah, and it didn't last long, but then me too came and that became the hashtag that stuck that during the yes, all women thing. I remember talking with some friends. It was a bunch of us out to dinner. It's actually after uh, Dan Ronan died, a big group of comedians got together and the yes, all women thing kind of was around the same time. Yeah. And I remember reading through the hashtags where I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I was, these were horrible stories. Like, so many female friends of ours were telling their rape stories on Facebook posts. And I'm just like, Jesus, that's brutal. And then hearing this and hearing that and being like, oh, I'm glad I've never done that. I'm glad I'm not that guy. I'm glad I'm not that guy. And then there was one or two where I'm like, fuck, okay. You know, I mean, obviously nothing terrible, like mm-hmm. where it would even border on assault where it's like, all right, I didn't think about that. All right. Definitely shouldn't but do that. And like, you know what I mean? Like, this is an like, example. Little things, of like, course, after but, I got attacked in Hell's Kitchen, for a few days, I was like, like I've never attacked someone to so. leave the house, right? And then I finally was able to leave the house, and I didn't think I would be this way. I was like drunk; it was my birth. I just like didn't anticipate this reaction, but like, I I kept like not being able to leave the house. And then finally, I left the house, and I'm walking towards the train, and this guy just starts yelling at me on the side of the street. And in that moment, I was so like I hated it. It was like the worst. And but if you tell someone don't catcall, it's like ah, oh, shut up. It's a compliment, but it's like. You just get away from us. Like, why don't you get it? And it's because everything is for you guys and you just can't see outside yourselves. Like, you think the patriarchy and what we live for and, like, what this country is based on, all of that is reality, but it's man-made created and it's not truth. And every one of us has our truth that's being disrespected constantly and not acknowledged. 
And it's like, be better, like call people out, like be the ones like I wish all the male, like I be the ones that are the loudest. Like, OK, but, you know, though, th- I do oh, still, like about the listening. I yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to get dudes to listen. And that's why I think I do. It is a sticking point I've had where I, I don't like when I hear all this or all that. For the same reason, I didn't like when I heard all Muslims are terrorists. I didn't prove like when I heard all blacks it. are this. But I can prove not all Muslims are terrorists, but I can't prove not all men are bad. I've never raped anyone, so I'm not a rapist. When like, I hear I all love, men are rapists, but I'm I like, love well, that's how terrible. that's the like. But yeah, but you know thing. what I mean? It's rape like, or no rape. It's like being well, racist yeah. as if you say the N word or not. It's like, no, there's more to it. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I don't know. Like, you guys just don't see women as equals in this world. And that's just it. Like I was even having this argument with a bunch of dudes about something else. And the dudes are like, well, we treat women even nicer than we treat men. It's like, yeah, that you want to fuck. Well, yeah, of course that's, that's like, and you're using that. I had a friend, I had a friend like who I, I I knew this guy who I'm like, Oh, this dude definitely hates women. Cause I hear the way he talks about women. This guy clearly hates women. And then he lay, and then he, he did something where he got accused of hating women. It was not that I never even told him. I never even said, dude, you hate women. But a couple weeks later, someone told me, hey, women. He's like, and then she said, I hate women. Can you believe that shit? I love women. I like, I want to fuck them all. Like, I'm like, that's your, you're not like, you know what I mean? That's completely different. That's something that's instinctual yeah, and all that. And to some, it's like they see it in the home. Like, my parents are pretty kind of, I would never want a gender old marriage like them. A gender role marriage like them? Like, my mom like, does everything. Yeah. He just causes problems. Did your mom work too growing up? My Did mom made more money than him. Huh, how about and that? Still took me to school, went to my practice. My son's mom me makes more money than my son's dad. Yeah. That was a weird way of saying that. <laughs> I could have just said my wife makes more money than me, but I felt like. No, this is like off topic, but it's just like an example of something that happened where it's like, I was, this was, we were actually all at Red Star in Cleveland. I don't know if you remember that. Like, CYSK was there and I was doing something else. I wasn't there. You then. weren't there. No, I was suspended. Oh, okay. <laughs> remember that? For your attitude. That's another story, everybody. For my so, attitude, yeah, it was totally we were different. all there for assault. I was suspended for kind oh, of. Ooh. Remember, I pushed so and so. Yeah, I pushed someone who's got a special out right now. <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's done worse to people, but oh yeah, he punched someone. Yeah, he has. Yeah, at the show. So I, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, I've got a bad temper. I've never gotten physical, and then I remembered, oh yeah, I did push that one, dude. <laughs> Fuck. All right, well. So we were all at the bar, and I saw this girl just being so sloppy drunk, just like you could like falling over drunk. And this dude was manhandling in her way, in a way that I just didn't like. And so I was like, I turned to one of our friends. I was like, I should call the cops. Like this isn't right. And he's like, relax. You can't just call the cops. I'm like, okay, fine. Went to the bartender. I go, hey, do you know what's going on? Like who are? And he he was like, what? I go, I don't know. She seems really drunk. And he's like, and she, and he was like, I didn't overserve her. She came this drunk. And I went, yeah, I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just like trying to make sure he's like this isn't my problem and I was like okay so then I tried to talk to all these other people at the bar to find her friends or his friends or like find someone and everyone I don't remember who I was talking to but they were like yeah they're fine they came in together like leave them alone they know each other they know each other and everyone was vouching for him I knew something was up no one let me call the police next thing you know she falls cracks her head open blood everywhere guess what this good friend that came in here with her he ran away Holy shit. So, so did he push her, you think? No, he, she, he was taking her out of the bar. He was like holding her oh and dragging God. her out of the bar. She falls, cracks her head open. So now they have to call 911 because she's bleeding on yeah, the floor. Yeah, a bigger so issue. So now an ambulance comes and this dude runs off. 
So this isn't a good friend. This isn't a partner. This isn't a pal. This isn't someone that she wants to fuck. This is someone that ran away, and now this blackout drunk girl could have been raped. Thank God she cracked her head open. So that's a situation where it's like, I tried, and nothing. <laughs> like yeah. no, It's like, I have to beg for men to care about women, and then I have to care that you that I say all of you. I can't. No, I, I, I can't. Mean, and I have another example. I was in Grand Rapids and I saw a dude stuffing a drunk, blackout drunk girl into her, the car. Stuffing her in a way that I didn't like. I was like, hey, is everything okay? And let's say it was us two or even like Nicole. I've had to do that before. Yeah. And Nicole you would go got fucking wasted. You would and turn I around and go, her her car. my wife got wasted. She's a nurse. You could have maybe been drunk. You could have been like my wild girlfriend or like, I know what this looks like. It's my wife. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. This guy turns around and goes, mind your own fucking business. Everything's well, like, that he doesn't, flag, yeah. he doesn't react in a way. Cause I understand like, yeah, people get drunk. We're sure, all friends. Yeah. Like it could happen to all of us. Um, and so, but his reaction was like, there's nothing to see, you know, leave me alone. This is none of your business. So I mean, immediately call the police i tell them what's happening give the license plate give everything it's this is taking a while no cops are coming i start giving direction i start chasing the car that's leaving the cops never came no one ever came i don't know what happened to her but like you know what i mean like things i it's happening constant all over everywhere I, I again, and so it's reason. just like no, you, you, dude, you make you make a great so case dudes, where it's instead like, of trying to prove how good you are of a go- like act it doesn't matter if we say all men are trash get your egos over like we are bad like white women we fucked up like we did not see the um like Trump to me was huge like I was like black people were saying everyone was racist all the time why didn't I fucking be- like why didn't I see it the way they saw it all the time? Obviously, because I don't experience it. When I went to the Women's March, I saw a tweet that was like, where were all of you for the Black Lives Matter marches? And it's like, fuck, where was I? Why didn't I care about that? Like, why did I care when it was like, and everyone bragging about how it was this peaceful protest? And it's like, yeah, because we were all white. That's why the cops didn't attack us. You know, and it's like, where were all of us for Black Lives Matter marches? Like, where have we been? And so as white people, we have to like realize that we have let people down. We have let black people get shot by police like we have let all this happen and so now we have to like we have to accept that we suck and that's how i feel with men it's like accept that you fucked up and now just do the work why do we suck that's why i want to know is it uh do the work yeah you gotta do yeah of course i mean everyone needs to get uh, next time someone says hey that girl seems pretty blacked out and that guy's dragging around like a drag doll fucking do something do something yeah of course you know? Is it just a power structure thing? No, because I wonder—I always wonder, like, you know, you look back through history and white people have done a lot of shitty stuff. Well, there's been a lot of shitty stuff throughout history by everybody, really. But white people definitely have dominated the last 1,500 years of all this horrible shit. Is it just because white people are the ones in power or are white people just born evil? I think that, it's I a think power thing, right? Something. It's got to be a power thing. I think it's something evil within us. I do. Nah, I don't buy that. It just I don't seems buy weird. I think the people power. that built this country came here, killed Native Americans, well, brought was, black people, and enslaved them. Yeah. That and was then bad. white people, even in the 60s, Ruby Bridges is only in her 60s. Like the first black uh, young girl to go to a white school is in her 60s, well and alive, being screamed at by white adults. It is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's funny I mentioned Lucy K, but he has a joke about, as a white person, I could go to, and back in time to any era and be, it'd be great for me, where if you're black, you don't want to go any, before 1981, you Well, that's like, the other layer of Louis, is like, his jokes are really insight. like, that's what Padma actually was saying online, and it, it's like, I didn't even think about it this way, where it's like, 
you're psychopathic. You were doing jokes and TV shows and putting in your movies the shit you were doing. Like, you were talking about how men are the biggest threat to women. Like, you were making poignant jokes about feminism and, like, women's reality. And, like, you know. You knew. You're not a... I mean, I think all of them know. Like, they know. But, like... I don't think you, all of them know. No, that's an argument I'm going to have to say. I think women give men too much credit. There are some women who are just like, men are this, they're men that. Men know I'm what like, they're doing. They're no. I know a lot of men. men they're not that smart. They're or, not that I smart. Understand, like, some, the power, the structure put in. But even when in, you but, said... I'm just talking to Julia to get a rise out of her. Oh, that was with some stuff. With some stuff, she like back when we used to argue. Oh, like how cheerleaders sh- should get paid, right? And now the rate with the Ravens cheerleader and all the fucked up shit that's happening. Well, that like, was fucking awful. I that's mean, everyone thought she was a just, everyone thought she was a joke. My only argument. I mean, Julia brought that up a decade ago that cheerleaders should get paid a living wage. And it was a joke, and everyone laughs well, at her. She, and if she her. would have said uh, ten years ago, uh, Shirley should begin rape, then I would have been like, "Well, yeah, of course they shouldn't begin rape." But that was that argument. I will still stand by, actually, because she's. Of course, they should be paid a living wage for God's sakes. But she was making it seem like that. Um, that if a, f- a male football player follows a female cheerleader on Instagram, she gets fired, not him. No, that was not what we are. You no, the argument that Julie and I got into way no, back. No, this when, is just recently. Happened. That, I know that's terrible. That's yeah. fucking all awful. But the thing that we got into an argument with about this was like in 2011 or some shit. Uh, was about the fuck was it about about uh, women uh, cheerleading pay and how they should, uh, Why does a man? Why does a quarterback get 30 million but a cheerleader get 30 thousand? 30,000 is a generous That's number. generous. I think it's like that's like the high end for like the Dallas Cowboy Chillers because they actually have the big But they also all have but to yeah. pay for everything. Yeah, no, it's a, they get underpaid they, because it's and not... And they need to be thankful because, well, that they're there. It's not a necessary... The Bears don't even have cheerleaders. There's like four teams that don't even have yeah, them. Yeah, no, that's what we tell women constantly. You're not necessary. I mean, well, that's a shitty thing. So now I'm going to get in trouble with that. But like, cheerleaders legit. Well, cheerleaders legitimately aren't necessary, though. Yeah, but it's fun. It's like, yeah, but we disrespect it. But like, they're fucking athletes. I don't know. No, they're great athletes. Flipping around. Oh no, they're fucking fantastic. Why don't we? Why aren't we impressed by fucking gymnasts that are doing shit and halftime shows? Why not? I look at the WNBA and I know everyone's like, wait, we there's such a huge wage gap between WWE right now. Like they stopped just hiring women that were models and training them to wrestle. And then had a bunch of hot girls that don't know how to wrestle and they started actually hiring women fucking wrestlers that aren't just like your model type and like heavy girls and Samoans and like girls that can wrestle and did it not become better? Can yeah, now we're fan and like they took the butterfly off and like they made a real belt and it's just like things are better when women are given an opportunity. Things are better when they're in the room. Like women have valuable things to do and we have to beg our way into everything. Where it's like the WWE is better now that they have a stronger female like wrestling. Yeah, I agree crew. with that. I was just bringing up the WNBA because I know. I, this is what does kind of does frustrate, and it should frustrate you as a woman too. You're not a basketball fan, so you maybe don't give a shit. But like, I know a lot of people are like the WNBA; those women get paid nothing. And I'm like, when was the last time you went to a fucking game? And the answer is always never. And I'm always like, well, you can't. You go to a fucking support them, but support the- women. Men be better than women. Be better to women. Women support women. I feel like that's but a we fair do thing to all say. the time, and it's like, well, why don't men want to watch women's sports too? I mean, everyone watches Serena. 
Like there are women athletes. I don't watch tennis, so I don't even watch Serena. I'm, I'm just not saying, a but it, like with professional, I don't even have as much of an opinion. But I with like college and Title Nine, like that's a problem. Like not giving in college female sports uh, like as much funding and opportunity. That's well, what college football pays for. Like all the other sports, that's how much money college football. Yeah, makes. Then maybe they should play. I mean, I think they should be paying their college. They should students be. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's another, another thing. fucking thing with the NCAA. No, for They're sure, we should go to the WNBA games. I'm not going to NBA games either. So that's different but i guess i'm not going Neither to my actually i go to i go to baseball nhl and i might go to a bears game this year but uh yeah i just i just think obviously i support be better i just wish i support, I wish there was some more support all my female end. porn stars I which is really cool everyone much. lisa lisa pays for her own porn How i pay for that? subscriptions and then i try to like could you do tell special me things. you were telling marty DeRosa this at that party we went to a couple nights ago could you tell everyone because it kind of blew my mind and, and it took you two minutes yeah. to say it to marty tell everyone what pornhub does and why they're evil so well it's a company called mind geek and what mind geek did was they created pornhub they own red tube and you porn they own them all and so all the free sites basically ruined That's what they all porn. look like the sites yeah. and it's browsers so browsers the main one so browsers then bought all the free sites and then like all the free porn um and then because of all the free porn all the stock and worth of all the porn companies went down in value so much and then they bought up all the companies so they basically own like 70 so plus they intentionally percent devalue these other companies yeah and then yeah. bought them all up and because I just did a show for them and I had to sign a contract that I wouldn't talk bad about anything or any of their entities and their company because they know that they're kind of evil and I couldn't talk about abuse or unfairness or anything in the porn industry like they know that they're bad. And so, um, so yeah, they own everything. Can you get in trouble for saying this right now then? Um, I didn't say it at the show. It doesn't matter. Okay, cool. That's good. Um, because it was like live streamed, but they are evil, and so because what happens is it's like Walmart they don't have shit. to pay the girls that much, and they're making all the subscription no fees, and they're making the ad revenue. Yeah. And so obviously there are porn stars that are doing very, very well, but what this creates is like a place of fear. Cause if you talk about any other town or what's happening, there's or what's almost unfair, no middle class for porn stars. Then, no, it's right? like, bye, because there's tons of girls that want to be porn stars. And so like they, so a lot of girls, if they're abused on set or things aren't right or their limits aren't respected or, you know, creepy shit's happening with the director, they can't say anything because browsers, it's easier to get rid of them than deal with like sexual harassment. They're getting sued by a lot of people right now and then they don't actually have to pay anyone residuals or money or any like they don't pay the girls money off views or anything and so it's good to support the girls directly yeah buy them stuff on their Amazon wish list you can send them money you can buy their things like like one of my, Nikki Hart's I really like so I like if she puts stuff up on min, many vids I buy her, her porn let's see that's very and then nice there's an so only you're putting your money where then, you're uh yeah, that's what Orgasms I mean. So like, go. yeah. So then, OnlyFans is like a dirty Instagram, and you pay a monthly to if you like a certain porn stars, and it's basically like behind the scenes, like them, sh like whatever. It depends who you follow. Yeah, I'm just gonna Summer go back to my shower. imagination because <laughs> I can't afford uh, to be that good a person. But yeah, I also sometimes go on Pornhub. I'm not like fully like I get it, like it's easy. But then just like go get them a gift on their birthday. Like I just, it's <laughs> I didn't know when their birthday. Oh, you follow them on Instagram and stuff, or Twitter or whatever, or, Twitter, yeah, or they post go. about it. Or, I mean, it doesn't have to be their birthday. It could be for Christmas. I definitely don't think that white people are inherently evil. I mean, obviously, what the Columbus and all those guys did back in... Uh, obviously, there's evil I mean, acts. manifest destiny? Yeah, that's awful. That's awful. That shit's awful. But I think I a lot of that comes... I so bad. Of course. Are we, we going to pause? We could pause, and then we could wrap it up, because I did want to wrap it up with something with you. I just wanted to say this, oh, though, God. real quick, though, because... I have to pee. I've been holding it. You, you know, there's been, like, uh, like, on the African continent, there's been, like... 
countries in there that have been at war with each other for thousands of years before colonization came about oh. and all that other shit. And then I just think power is what corrupts. I think if we, if uh, women all of a sudden were in power for the next hundred years, things would be amazing for a hundred years. Then after a hundred years, they would all be corrupt like everyone no, else. Well, I think, I think, there is I think the that evil psychology. with men and why they want to control women so much is because women give birth and men can never do that. I feel like we've talked about that. Yeah. And women yeah, can I'll say no to sex and men really can't. And they don't like that. But I have stories about when, from a lot of my friends, I remember people talking about this. Like, if you say no to a woman who wants to, like, if she, like a woman wants to fuck, yeah. and you're like, no, they say mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> they do. All right, let's pause. I just bring up the whole, whether it's that, that power corrupts, because I've read different well, yeah, things in history Genghis like, like you, you ever read about queen victoria oh the worst there's yeah. there are some women leaders throughout history that have been pretty bad but a lot of what i've read into about why they were so terrible was because they were trying to prove they were one of the guys so they go even harder at, at war and killing people you know like there was no doubt in my mind obviously you know I, there was no doubt in my mind that like hillary would have gone to war with someone over something not like Obviously, oh. in a better way than... I mean, look, I voted for Hillary. I, I've admitted that in this podcast. Um, I didn't vote for her in the primaries. I had my problems with her. But obviously, I preferred her over you know, the Twitter guy now. But uh, I don't even like giving him publicity. Because he's such a psycho. You know, he tweets at 6 in the morning. That way, it's the first thing no, he's talks about the day. I don't know if it's because yeah. we've been friends with sociopathic narcissists before. But it's this whole thing of like, oh, he, so I can't believe it. It's like, no, everything's about him. <laughs> like, everything's about him. Um, nothing's about anyone else. It's from his perspective. He's always the victim. And he's always the best. And it's like, that's what it is. It's like, none of it is fucking shocking. Like, yeah. this is what was happening. And his fan base is just as idiot. Like, America is structured in a way that's very genius in a lot of ways. Because we talk about like... Earlier, you hinted at we find out these huge food conglomerates don't give a shit. They will go they, to anything to save money. They'll be like, hey, this is really deadly for people, yeah, but it saves us some money. Those and- people that worked at these awful places are then head of the FDA for yes. uh, and the government or whatever. Uh, so that's what's crazy. It's like the guy from Tyson Chicken is the head of our food stuff, you know? Something yeah, like I, had, I had Brett Ernst on the podcast, and he's he's pretty center right on a lot of things um but the one thing we agreed on being like you know not pretty lined up a lot a lot of things politically um and a lot of things there are some moderate republicans who agree with me on this big time and i like there's some moderate republicans i'm actually i'm good friends with that i I wish were louder you know what i mean it's like why don't you guys fucking tear down this guy that you can't stand he's well this is an out there theory but I think the reason the government does nothing is because they're all pedophiles and creeps and go to Thailand and fuck people. And I think that some of them are gay and fuck little boys. And I think they have secret footage of all of them. I think there's like something that has... Where are you getting into some Pizzagate shit with me right now? I don't know if it's Pizzagate, but I think like Bill Clinton, all of them, I think they all fucking... They're all pedophiles. Like, so all of the Or they're just Congress gay people? and like fucking dudes or whatever and like young men. And I think they're being like... I think at parties, I think it's just like Hollywood. I think there's all these weird sex things happening. That could be some weird sex have, things, um, though. But the Thailand thing's a little and bit And I of a think stretch. they have um, proof. I think they have evidence of all these. That's why they vote the way they do. I can't, it can't just be money. It can't just be money to know that you're going to be considered like part of a Nazi party eventually one day and continue it without think, some sort of damning evidence. I th- Well, could be, but I think a lot of the polarization... T- Get, get rid of the leaders themselves, but I'm talking about the actual voters. Why don't the voters say some more shit about this? Because is, if you're just like a moderate Republican who just is one of those dudes who just wants lower taxes, a lot of the shit that's going on has to be embarrassing to you to have this guy as a world leader. Yes, so but the, why if aren't you they did saying vote anything? for him for the taxes, it already makes you bad. Could be, but I think a lot of them think... 
he I think a lot I honestly like I, I know how shitty he was but evil. I think a lot of people actually did believe that he was just saying anything to get elected and that he was going to govern moderately I thought he was going to govern more moderately because I thought he was one of those guys that just wanted to be loved so much that at the rallies he goes these people are lunatics he I'll say what they love he started a fake college he's a crook He's a crook. No, I get that. I get if, that. Even if you're for taxes, you hired a crook. He's going to topple the economy. Oh, we're going to have a recession. I think we're going to have a recession what regardless of what happens. This is going to be scary. I think it's going to be a lot, a lot of student loan type stuff with this next recession. Um, I think so. If you have student loans, it's going to get... Because I think the people... Well, yeah, our friend Julia was part of the loan forgiveness 10-year program when you work in a nonprofit, and he shut that down. Yeah. So definitely, that's a lot of people are going to start defaulting on loans, and then you know the whole bank crisis thing is going to happen again, and, and we're definitely in a bubble Scary. right now, so it's going to burst. Um, but no, I, I look, here's the thing. We You're very informed on politics. because no. of the, Well, not informed, but you're, you're more informed than the average person I'm by a long shot. I'm more sociologically um, in tune to things. Like, I don't think I'm micro um, dated. I don't think I'm like... I don't know like a bunch of senators' names. Like I don't, I don't. I know, used think to, I'm but very, I don't really give enough of a shit anymore. I don't um, think unfortunately, I'm very um, educated, and I don't. I don't think I really paid attention until all of this happened. But but I but even so, sociologically, definitely you, you've you've proven that you've definitely opened my eyes up to a lot of things throughout this podcast. But my point is that the average person, and, and this is what we forget about this country: over fifty percent of people didn't even fucking vote. Yeah, the, we 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 get so hung up on this stuff. And then the media, because there's five, four or five, I think it's like four or five now, it was six, maybe it's still six, corporations own all news media. And local media is how, local news is how the average person gets their news. They come home from work at like 5, 5.30, they watch their six o'clock news, Wheel of Fortune comes on after, they watch a couple bullshit sitcoms on CBS, and you know, and then they do it all over again the next day. They're, they're not obsessed with the shit we're up to. They're not checking the hashtags. They're not doing like all this kind of shit. And I think that's where I get a little bit like, I want to reach out to those people. Because the people who are already on the, the right side of things, or the, the, you know, those hardcore people, because everything's extremes now. They're not changing. You know what I mean? Anyone who voted for Trump in 2016 is voting for him again in 2020 because they're going to double down on their stubbornness. Because like we, like we talked about earlier, you told someone, don't kiss me on the cheek. Well, you think you're better than me? I called someone ignorant once. They thought I like, made fun of their mother. I, was, I didn't even say it meanly. I go, look, when I say you're ignorant, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're a little wrong on this subject. And we're, we're through a conversation. I'm hoping we actually learn from each other. But you heard the one word and thought, fuck you, man. You know, Because people vote with their middle finger. A lot of people vote with their middle finger. They think, yeah. fuck you, fuck this shit. So what I'm trying to figure out is how do we get the people, the average white woman, average guy, average you know whoever, doesn't matter what their fucking background is, how do we get that average person who sat home last time to fucking realize, get the fuck up if you're ass because we need you. I think a lot of them are. I, I see there's positivity because I want, I want some positivity. I think but. a lot of them are. I think I'm more nervous if it's going to be a fair election or not. Well, that's fair um, to think about, yeah. But I think a lot more people, like, ev- yeah, are going to come out. Okay. See, good. Then we're back-to-back positive notes. Give money to your porn stars. I think the future looks a little bit better. Because I'm trying to be a little bit more positive with things. So hearing what I did out of you, I am definitely going to be more vigilant on well, how men treat women around me. I'm going to do my best to do that sort of thing. Because, you know... I think I think it's natural for anyone when they hear what they are is evil to recoil a little bit. Yeah, I mean our friends. How many people see- are running around saying 
well, Jewish people for a long time, but how many people say that's a bad example for you? But I mean, you're hearing it now. You even just said when people yeah. say white women are evil, I'm so you open up your eyes for the first time. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, at first, when people hear, when I hear straight white men are evil, I'm thinking, well, fuck you. I'm a straight white man. But how can there's you a good not? chance my son's going to be a straight no, white man. The, so it's like, I don't want to hear that. The fact of the shit. matter is, if. If ninety, I don't know. And you're right. You said it earlier. Get your ego out. You know, if our government is ninety percent white men, and our presidents are ninety nine point nine five percent white men, and our CEOs are ninety percent white men, and lawmakers and teachers, like like everything is white men, and this is what we have. How can you say it's not? That they're not like bad when well because a lot of people think all. things are pretty good because a lot of people are yeah. in the majority. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times we forget that because we live in big cities like New York and Chicago and we spend a lot of time in LA. I, you know, I live there for a little bit and you go there all the time. So we are in our little bubbles. I where mean, we, my crazy thing is I don't think we should be one country. Split this shit uh, up. I've said that before. I've Split said that before. It up. We will never agree. If you hate yeah. gays and black people, go live somewhere and we'll go live somewhere and yeah, like and that's not let's the worst figure idea. it out. Like I don't think we can figure out how to trade with you if we need to. That lives in the middle of Oklahoma who's never fucking met a Jew or like a black person or watches anything outside of forged TV channels should have anything to do with my life. How dare you vote for my life? Like, that's disgusting to me. That's a great point. I feel like, yeah. It's just like weird. Because, you know, I've mentioned to people before when they go, why is it this way? And that way I go, well, because look at the there's demographics here that play into some things. You know, I mean, we all when you live in big cities, you don't think about people in other, and I'm sure they're probably thinking, why the fuck do I have to have some loudmouth comedians in New York and LA have an equal vote to the shit I'm going through? They don't know, we don't yeah, know their struggles. They're poor as shit them. too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but they're voting against their interests. A lot of them are, yeah, because the nine of the 10 poorest states in the country are red states. Yeah. Um, they're dummies. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm you know, I, I this is the most political I feel like I've gotten on this podcast <laughs> because I try not to but even not talk about it. not at the bars. It. That's like where it always goes. And it's hard not to constantly talk about it and think about it. But I'm scared. I mean, I have friends with survival packs that are ready to go. They, I know people who got LASIK ready for the end of the fucking... Really? End of the empire. See, I'm more positive thinking nowadays. I used to be super negative thinking with this shit. I mean, seeing those videos of those kids, it's just like, it's scary, dude. All this prison shit, like... It is bad. It's bad. Yeah. And we're both oranges and new black. And I forgot who was telling me this. I can't that. even like, I don't even know. I talk constantly with everyone. I'd never shut up. But someone was telling me that they know someone that's like super smart NASA type level. Like, you know. Mensa type. Yeah, like works at NASA or Harvard teacher, like something insane with science. And he said a bunch of billionaires hired him to explain to him, or maybe it was environmental, something like that, like a professional, a smart professional, how like to explain to these group of rich people how to continue life in space and how to like set that up for themselves. So these billionaires are already thinking, I got to get the fuck and off this planet. And he was like, you know, it's not done for. Like you guys can actually save the planet and they didn't care. They didn't want to hear any of it. No, because it costs them money. Yeah, but it's going to cost yeah. them money to get to space. But I'm just saying like I all know, these will, bi- but billionaires are all evil too. Like 100%. But I, the only good billionaire was J.K. Rowling and she lost her billionaire status because she gave so much money away to charity. Everyone else is bad. Bill Gates bad? I thought all he gave a lot. All of them are bad. He gave, I thought he gave a lot. I guess You don't become big. a good person. You you're not a good person if you become a billionaire. But all these billionaires, because it's they the, were People already... don't realize there's an obsession that goes into it. These people, a lot of them are sociopaths because they're obsessed with watching the numbers go yeah. up. I think the average person, they think a billion, that sounds cool, private jets and all that stuff. If you had 
Yeah, evil. Three and a half million. Di- People don't even realize how. I, I once joke. I was talking about something with the lottery when it was like up to five hundred million. I go. I would never want to win that much because of all. The- Hold on. God damn this cord. Um, I got to get a new setup. Everyone, I'm sorry. Uh, because I hung out with a guy who made three and a half million dollars a year, and and we, you know he paid for a lot of stuff. We partied crazy and all that stuff. Uh, one time, we I think he's we got a, like almost a whole floor on the peninsula. And I remember when the hotel bill was slipped on the door in the morning, it was a $7,000 hotel room. And then I, I did all the math on maybe what we spent. Maybe we spent $8,700 total, and that was the craziest ever. And like, still wasn't one day's salary because he made $3.65 million, So it's $10,000 a day. Regular people, spend, if they go out and splurge, will spend more than they make in a day all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time they will. Yeah. It was an effort was put in. And still didn't match what he makes in one day. So when I hear people are like, I want to make a hundred million. I'm like, you're fucking, you you have no idea how much money that is. You don't even know what to do with it. I don't even know how these guys know what to do with this shit. And they're still looking for ways to cheat their taxes. Jeff Bezos would have to spend $28 million a day to lose money. 28 million a day to lose money. I know. It's fucking nuts. And he's recently said that he he doesn't, um, know of any worthwhile charities and that's why he's investing in space exploration these billionaires can save the planet and environment and the whole world and they're choosing to find ways to live in space because they don't give a fuck no, yeah. and then all these poor people they're marks all these poor republicans are marks they are no you're Your not little wrong. kid wrestling fans that's what they are they believe in this thing because they one day also think they also think one day they'll be there yeah and they would rather hate every black Mexican, like every fucking. It's minority. always blaming people for other things too. Then you the know? people that are robbing them blind. I mean, it's just like classic. I mean, the the only thing that makes me feel fine and kind of minuscule and small and like non-existent and mattering of all this is like this is a pattern. I don't know, not the environment as much, but like the French Revolution. Like all of history is tons of poor people. There's no more middle class. The you know, but. You need to get so bad for revolution. I mean, I, you know, like, when did war start in Germany? Like, all, like, they started doing Jew first plan stuff in 1933. Mm-hmm. The war wasn't over until 45. I don't know when it officially started, 39 or something. 39 people, because that's when the, uh, like, Germany that's why it's Poland. hard to be optimistic because it's like it's happened before and it happens all over the world constantly. And we have all these examples of like wealth and power and all this happening over and over. And it's like, yeah. It keeps happening. It does. There's a, there's a song called Green Fields of France. It's a beautiful song. And he's singing. It's a guy who's walking through a cemetery in France. And he, he sits down because he's tired. And he looks at this gravestone. And he sings to the gravestone. And it's Willie McBride is the name on the gravestone. And, he, and one of the lyrics is like, did you really believe them when you joined the cause? Because it's implied that he died in World War I. Yeah. Because it says 1916. You, you died in the Great Fallen of 1916. And it says, do you really believe them when you joined the cause? Did you really believe that this war would end wars? Oh, Willie McBride, it all happened again and again and again and again. Because this song was written like 70 years after World War One, but yeah. he's saying it happened again in World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, you know, all these other world yeah. conflicts that are going on. And and yeah, and it's and yeah, exactly. There is it's an endless pattern to history. And that's why history is so fascinating to people, but it's also so surprising why people keep fucking it up. It's like we've seen this. The writing's been on the wall for things like this a million times before. And they teach her on Well, propaganda is even bigger now. Social media makes propaganda so fucking easy. Yeah, Facebook. And real quick, I want to be clear on this. Democrats suck too. 
Obviously, they're better in a lot of ways, but they're a fucking shit. I'm sick Local of Democrats in them. Chicago are yeah. brutal. Corrupt. Yeah. The two party system's garbage. I wish we had like four or five parties. Anyway, this is going on long, and you got to you got to get to Cleveland tomorrow. So I did want to end this because um, being a woman in comedy, you already, you already talked about all the struggles of being a woman in life. So I don't even know how fucking great. Uh, uh, but, but I wouldn't want to be a dude. Why not? It's, it's just boring. Not for me. I'm a girl. I like it. All right. Good. Good. All right. I was just curious. I like some, being a girl. I didn't know if you had a specific example. So that's why I was no, asking. I like sitting with my girlfriends and being able to just talk for six hours and nothing else. Like I like that. Yeah, sure. I like being a guy, <laughs> especially after hearing all the awful shit you just told me. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, for real. Yeah, that's that's It is. That's and brutal. like, well, I just don't get why more dudes are like, oh, God bless girls. It's like even, I mean, this is not, I keep adding, but this is something I've been discussing with friends. Cause it's been, it was on CBS Sunday morning. Julie and I were talking about it. But um, fuck, did it just lose my mind completely? But like even medicine, like they don't even test how medicine's going to react to women. Like all of medical testing for so long and how things happen have just been for men's bodies and that it's different for women. And like doctors don't listen to women and more women die at, and especially black women at doctors and because of diseases. Cause like men just don't teach anything. My like most of the doctors I've had have been women. That's funny. But they're still taught by men. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what it is. So like my friend. She, after she had her baby, she was like not feeling well. And she kept going to the doctor. She's like, I'm losing weight. I don't feel good. And they're like, oh, it's just baby stuff. You're looking great. Look, you're losing weight. It's amazing. She had cancer and no one detected it for nine months until it spread everywhere. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Like she's alive and doing good. But it was like months and months and months of people saying, you're fine. It's just baby stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you almost killed her. And this happens often. Like black women are misdiagnosed. They're like, Doctors don't believe them. But like, w- it's just what like, is that? Is like, it some just the internal bias? Because I, I can't imagine yeah. when a black woman walks in, the doctor's like, well, here's a black, fuck her. Uh, you're, they, are are they is. reading the chart going, she's got all these things, but I'm going to lie and say you're fine? Like, I mean, nobody's, I mean, well, there are people that are that evil, but it yeah, can't it's be like quite Yeah, it's like if a like black that. dude goes on the train, you hold your purse. It's like, that's what it is. But I don't know, there's more to it, obviously, but it's real. It's like, you know, Julia did her ma- her master's on this about like, period products and how they're not really tested for safety and we don't really know what tampons are going to do to us and like we don't know what all this birth control is and like they did male birth control and too many side effects for men but it's okay for women to have to deal with all of them and like even with pain management it's like do a natural birth be strong don't do this and it's like no it hurts like why See, do i hear all this shit and i'm like why do women do anything with men I know. Why I don't like that's what I'm saying. Go back and tell go, next time you're at the the annual woman meeting, tell y'all I'm, I got this. But some it did. I think this election unionized. I don't know. Changed um, a lot. I do think that's been the best thing to me from the Me Too thing was seeing more women kind of have each other's backs in a way that I hadn't seen in a long time yeah. or ever, ever really. I never saw it, but and you gave me a good reason why. Because I always kind of wondered why. I'm like, man, if you guys were just a little bit better to each other, you'd have things no, easier. Because there's you not need space. To, if like there's it, only room for one woman feel in like, the boardroom, then it's like me against her instead of like start your own boardrooms. For, of course, is what you should start be doing now. Oh. I don't mean to say it so flippantly, like we'll fucking start your own boardroom. Sure, but I'm saying like that needs but to be. But the do companies thing. are here. Yeah, but it's like I know the, the companies, companies are already are here, existent. but like but women market, are starting well, up things. Well, so interesting you say that. So there was like a place called the Wing, and it's like a women's WeWork type thing. Okay. It's just for women to go work and have meetings and it's being investigated by the New York something for gender discrimination. 
Oh, because some fucking yeah. uh, sad boys. But they're, they're investigating it. But it. I wonder how many investigations have not been happened where From it's like actual yeah. shit going on. And so it's like it. Uh, yeah, but I think women are starting their own businesses and being cool. But yeah, I don't know. I'm only probably gonna no because I, I want to solve this problem too because I'm fucking you know I I, I, I mean want, I mostly I work with women I still people. have two men on my team um we'll see what happens you but like, drop them no but even like I for boys. my show if I get okay. my show like the showrunner I do want to work with is a dude and it's like I'm not gonna be playing games and just not working with someone because you want to because you want to be better than the other side right what do you mean meaning you're not gonna just not hire someone because they're a man the way some men might not hire someone because they're a woman. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's the thing. But like, I don't know. I don't know about the like start your own boardrooms. I feel like women are. No, that's good. I, I know. Well, because when I hear that, I just think, oh, well, fuck, I don't, I, you know, some people are like, no, fuck that. Tell these men to be better. And I'm like, but the men like, still are in power. Yeah, but it's like Hamilton happened. And then it's like, oh, but that's not racism. Isn't that reverse racism? It's like, what was Hamilton accused of being racist? I didn't see oh, Hamilton. oh, the musical! It was, it was just was like musical? an all-black cast. Oh, okay. And that's who they're. But again, but that. So when I hear shit like that, I think, "Fuck those people." Who are those people? Oh, of course. The people saying, "Isn't it reverse racism?" Like, why do their opinions matter? I think we put too much they're weight. Voting for Trump. <laughs> well, you're not going to reach those people, so why yeah. waste the breath and energy? Let's no, reach the people no, who stayed at home. Like don't I said, care. but like I said earlier, it's just like you. I think it's forgotten that it's every day, all day, constant. Yeah, I mean. It's yeah, again, day. I'm not a woman, so I can't even appreciate what you're saying fully. I can I never could, you know? Yeah, it's like Nikki Glazer recently put, you know, um, Molly Tibbet was killed running, and it's yeah. like, you know, Nikki loves Tron, so she's posting, like, this is it's crazy, like, that women have to do all this to, like, be able to just run outside. And someone, some man's advice was, why don't you just get a gym membership? And it's like, so we can't even run outside and have, like, that's your suggestion. Yeah. You fucking weirdo. And it was by an illegal immigrant, so then people naturally are like, well, see, that's why we need a wall. And it's no, like, it's a man problem. Fucking... It's a man problem. It's not an illegal immigrant problem. Yeah. And the... it's not even a white man problem. It's a man problem in general. So It is, but the kill- the mass shootings are definitely a white man problem. Although, you know that, that song, I Hate Mondays? Yeah. was a woman shooter. I do, right? Yeah, in the 60s crazy? or 70s yeah, or something? Yeah, I think in the 70s. I don't like Mondays. I think that's kind of actually, a, it's horrible to shoot up a school, but it's kind of a, like if there wasn't a movie and it was fictional, that'd be a, such a, it'd be a cool response. Yeah. Why'd you shoot up the school? I don't like Mondays. That's, that's a cool response. So no, you're. This has gone so long. I'm so, so long. I, all right. One what minute left. three hours? This is even close to the longest one I've done. Oh, okay. I, I aim for like an hour, hour and a half because I feel it's a good yeah, conversation. Yeah, what is this, two and a half? 220. Oh, okay. It's not I mean, that bad. No, you know what though? Look, well, I tell people. Eyes? You don't have to listen to podcasts all in one go. You listen to a little here, a little there, a little there, you know? Yeah. And I expect that's how people do it. So, Lisa, um, you, a lot of the Chicago comedy, uh, a lot of the females in the Chicago comedy scene, I know look up to you. I know yeah. they're big fans of yours. It's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually probably going to score some points with the, one that's, the ones that hate me because we're friends. <laughs> um, you can tell them I'm actually a good guy who just has a bad temper and will never actually do anything bad besides yell at you. Um, and even then, I'm really quick to say I'm sorry. But uh, what do you like... Other than like all this other shit, like, is there anything that you would tell these young female comics like coming up? Like, is there any one like thing where you're just like, uh, well, maybe you said it earlier when you're just like, don't listen to everyone's advice. You got to be you. Cause I mean, you, you're kind of, yeah, that earlier. no, that I believe in. Cause a lot of times people will be like, well, that's how this person did it. And this person did it. And that's how they said it. And it's like, yeah. Cause they did something unique 
And I ran into that working on like the show I'm trying to make where it's like people are like, well, this is how it works here. And it's like, yeah, but it was the first of its kind. Or like you got to kind of follow your heart. Um, also, don't be desperate. Like don't war. Like what's the thing that you see young female comics do that kind of makes you go, oh, don't don't do that. I don't is know. I mean, it might be it... different in New York. I don't know how it is in Chicago because when we came up, I don't feel this way in New York. But I remember when I moved to New York and I would talk to people and they'd be mad about getting not like not getting Montreal or something. And then I'd ask how long they were doing it. It was like three years. It's nothing. And it's yeah. like, what are you talking about? And that, so what upsets me all over, and I don't know if that happens here, but people are more like career and credit obsessed versus the process of it and like becoming a good com comic like people want a half hour but not like a, a, an actual good half hour of comedy to be able to get one uh, and it's like people just want the things so soon it's like kevin hart said uh, people want to be famous they don't want to do the work yeah it's mm -hmm. like that's what's annoying it's like just do the thing go to the mics like they're i didn't mean to quote a man as a very smart no, funny woman was giving me a no uh, it's fine <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> no but i don't i think it's for everyone just like don't be and it's also like one show's not going to make or break you. Like I never did Chuck until I moved. Like I never got booked. I got, really? I got booked like the week I moved to New York. See, I've been telling some younger or I see some people, you know, I'm part of communities you should know for those of you listening. Um, I try to forget sometimes I get into comedy talk and then I yeah. remember most of my listeners aren't oh. comedians. So then I try to like, you know, give them a backstory, but uh, it's like the hot show in the city. And then some people have complained about our booking process and I tell them yeah, start your back, own fucking show. Yeah. But and back I don't mean in that to the be a day, dick. I was, you guys were annoying cause you would give leeway and chances to newer dude comedians and not just give a girl a spot who would not have done worse than the dudes you gave chances to. I had zero to do with the booking. I know, but Still there do, was but, times um, where it was like, yeah, maybe this girl's not the best. So it's like you're booking some guy trash for sure so it's like just stop it like that's kind of with like Corden and all those hirings where it's like they'll never give a shot to a brand new girl like you like they offer that to Wanda Sykes like veteran you know yeah. they offer the daily show to Amy Poehler Amy Schumer movie star like producer director yeah, Trevor Noah was completely unknown and then when it's he like well, it. here's a young guy so it's like give chances to girls like that you would to a dude like it's annoying but that's, no, that's not a great point. for a comic but well, I it's think, advice in general, though. Don't be desperate and put your stuff on one show. Like, I remember I really wanted to open for Pimprov, and it's all I wanted to do. And I just, like, patiently waited. And then when I got it, I was, like, so excited. Um, same with CYSK. Like, you want to do the things, but it's better to... I mean, obviously send an email, but, like, it's always better to be asked and just get good. And that's why Chicago is so great is because the people running the shows are at the mics. Yes. It's harder in New York. It's more separate. Like... People that are at mics all the time, like they're not at the clubs really, like professional, like whatever. But here, everyone's at the same places. So. How do you get in with the clubs in New York? I don't know. Like someone has to recommend you or see. I don't know because I didn't come up there. So for me, it's just like kind of a different thing. I got you. I had cool. a different experience. So because LA is different. LA was weirder in a lot of sense. Comedy. But there you have to hang out a bunch. You like have to New hang York, out a it's lot. like yeah. audition. You're funny or not, or a recommendation. Yeah, I wish. I wish that. LA had that. I wish they'd just be no, like. No one needs you to hang out. Two in people think New two York. two past members. It's are, a downgrade. Like people then. don't like you if you hang out at a club i think if that you're not booked at. Yeah, it's funny because i've been complaining about too many people hanging out at cysk recently only and it's only because if you're a comedian listening going yeah what the fuck's up with that joe it's because there's no room anymore yeah we're sold out all the time and i can't fucking breathe there used to be an area me you and all the yeah. comics who were going up on that night would hang out in the back staircase it's never it, there's it's there are comics who are just watching the show hanging out there and i don't know them because i'm just a year back in here over in Chicago and I just want, I don't want to be like, can you fucking move? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
Um, um, I think I next week I'm going to, though, if they're in my goddamn way. I would also, yeah. Um, fuck, I forgot. It's so annoying. Sorry, I probably interrupted you. No, it's okay. We're talking and chatting, and it's bad that I was thinking of things to say instead of fully listening. No. I'm being fully honest. I think it's a Virgo thing. I'm guilty of that <laughs> on occasion. Sure, why not? Um. Oh, my thing to like newer, newer people, like, uh, like in the desperate thing, like, don't be desperate to be friends that are not in your quote unquote class. Like, none of this is real. But like, it's not. Yeah. Go, but go to a mic and like be friends with the people at your level, and then you grow together and you have fun together and make actual friendships. Don't just make comedy friendships. Like, I see that a lot where it's like these people are best friends, but they're not, and they just do comedy and they don't have a life. Like, become friends with these people. Like make some friends that are good friends you do you go to movies you don't just do comedy and stick with them get funny together hang out and then when you're funny and cool other people will just want to chat with you like don't just float into a group of people that are obviously friends and know each other and just sit there and not introduce yourself and want to be included and be like everything's clicky and it's like no people have started and like it is kind of a bonding experience going from mic to mic for years like you're gonna be kind of close so it's like make your own friends like be casual and you push each other to get better too yeah and no one's taking your shit like that's what i wish people would that's that that's something i would like to add to the current debates in stand-up comedy right now and look i'll just be honest with you if you're not a comedy fan or into the you should just turn the podcast (laughs) off now I'll, i'll just save my listeners some credit the whole nanette stuff uh look yeah that special's pro- i haven't watched it yet just because i haven't watched anything I, i've got like we mentioned before i've got good i've got good people. friends who have stuff out i haven't watched yet but yeah. look it can the people I mean, connected with good for them they've got a thing not everything's for everybody that's what's annoying about comedy is because it is a smaller like entity than like yeah. music but in music you'd never hear like someone saying like i mean i guess there's shit talking between certain genres but for the most part if you're a fan of rap and a new rock album comes out, you're not running around going, who the fuck's listening to this shit? Like, yeah. you might make fun of it at parties or something, but you're not, like, making a case out of it. Like, in comedy, any special that someone doesn't like, they go nuts for. Look, if you're a, a, a Chris D'Elia, is it D'Elia or D'Elia? Chris D'Elia fan? I've met the guy a few times. He's, he's not, he was nice enough when I met him. Um, if, you're, if you like his stuff, then why the fuck are you even clicking play on the net? You're probably going to know going into it that that's not for you. Yeah. Or maybe you are well-rounded and you like all that stuff. And if you're a fan of Nanette, you're probably not going to like, um, I don't know, Joe Rogan's new special. Like, I, I, like you know what I mean? It's like there's, the, yes, it's all comedy, but there's yeah. different genres within the comedy. And I just wish people like fuck it. And, and just because someone else is getting something, they're not taking anything from you. They're, and this goes to men, the men who feel threatened by, you know, women coming into their workplace. There's an abundance for everybody. Be you should, yeah, like. Um, Be funny. Although we're talking about, yeah, I mean, I, we're going to do a part two another time like, because I, I love talking to you, Lisa. With like goods, like if for an audition or to impress someone or whatever, like follow your heart. Don't do what you think people want to hear. Yeah, like, I wasted a year of my life do doing that shit. do what you want. Like have fun. Like this is, it's a privilege to be able to do this for a living. You're not entitled to it. So it's like, have fun. It's a privilege to do it for fun even when you yeah. think about it. I mean, any little bit you get, like appreciate what you have. Be gracious to the people who you book you. You have to be fun. You have to be enjoying it and have fun. And if, yeah, if all you do is complain about the road or the things or the mics or the work, then don't do it. Cause that's what it is. And nothing. And I do have to say, and other people have said this that are really successful and I don't believe it. And maybe things will change, but like the excitement I get for a lot of stuff that I'm able to do now is the same excitement I had. Like the feeling isn't different. When no, I that's why I think it's always great about you. Time. Yeah. Like I remember getting to do Bill Cruz's roast at the bowling alley and that was like such a huge deal for me and I've worked so hard and it was like, I remember that joy and like those, like you remember that's calling into my old same. podcast and being like, this I sure is a do. Big deal. 
No, I remember Megan all and Joe that. teach football to a Jew was the name of the segment. But every like first time I got to feature or host, or, like all of that is so exciting, and that's what's cool about comedy is hopefully that never ends, and you always get to do something new. But like to think that like a late night set is gonna feel different than some cool exciting thing you're doing now is not true. Yeah, it's see, the that's same that's happiness. the shit I wanted to get out of you. That's cool. It's the same joy and like go to a fun dinner after, like those things you have, or like a lot of times after Horace and Peter opening for David Tell. This has happened a lot because I had a family party right after. But like, it's always like, are you going to get something from that? Is that going to give you something? Is that oh, what's going to happen next? Like that's the prize. Yeah, being on that set was a prize. Like working with Dave and like that's a prize. Like being able to talk to him or at the party that we were at a few days ago, Jonah's, uh, we were playing heads up and I got an email from Mattel and ever like, that's like, that to me is like the most exciting kind of, I don't know. I just love it. That's cool. Hey, everyone listening to the podcast, um, you know, follow Lisa. She's at Glitter Cheese on Instagram. She I kills do want on to Instagram. say another thing. Oh no, of course. Also, when I you do, wanted to give you this when platform. When you do get representation, they work for you. Damn straight. You don't work for them. So if you don't want to do something or that's not your thing or they're not doing a good job or you don't think their advice isn't good or you don't find a connection, like you need to believe in yourself enough to like not be with that person or like say what you want. Like you can't be scared to tell your agent like I'm not into acting. I don't want to fill out writing packets. I'm not going to do that. But uh, or be hungry and you want to do everything and that's cool too. But like, you know. They could have good advice. Like sometimes I'm forced to do things I thought I didn't want to do and then I loved it. And but it it's works like out. and there is a collaboration, but like always remember that like you're doing the thing and you have to have fun. And like there's it's like a team effort. Like you're not supposed to feel scared of your reps. You're not supposed to be like, Well, I don't know, can I ask them this? It's like, yeah, no, you're supposed to all be working together to create something. Or like people now are like pitching and creating shows and they're like, I don't even want to do this. I just want to do stand up. And they're like, But my rep thinks I should do this. And it's like well, then why would you half-ass anything? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like kind yeah, of. Yeah. That's. And ask for stuff. Like when I get um, emails that I get to have a writer, I ask for stuff. What do you ask for? You anything fun? Like rock star shit? Green M&Ms or something? No, but like uh, for the Netflix half hours, I asked the talent coordinator for a, 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 a friend, Christy Coffey was doing the job. Oh, was and, she? Yeah, nice. So I like she her. She was really cool. good. She was like so fun on set. And um, I asked her, I was like, did I request more than everyone else? And she's like, yeah, by a lot. Um, but it's like that's what happens did when you I did go that brand midnight, name specific yeah so I didn't know what booze I was going to be in the mood for it for that so I asked for Jack Daniels Tito's and Miller High Life's I had a bunch of Tito's over this uh, that thing at the Vic I did it's with the vodka it was, of the season it was sponsored by Tito's they it's were one so of the sponsors good. yeah it was, it was pretty good it's like mid-level price and it's really good that's cool made in Austin yeah I saw that because um, they favorited a tweet that I was mentioning. Oh, really? Because they were one of the sponsors. Yeah, real quick, everyone, if you follow me on Instagram and stuff like that, you know I was posting this. I had like a dream gig over the weekend, and I was just doing audience warm-up, actually. I went up there to warm it up. It was at the Vic Theater, which is like a really awesome spot in Chicago. It was uh, former Cubs pitcher Ryan Dempster. Again, thanks, Ryan, for having me. And he was doing like this late-night talk show thing called Off the Mouth with Ryan Dempster, stories of them will be legends. I got to meet, I'm a big fan of Ozzy Guillen now, who Lisa's a fan of as well, is a World Series uh, winning manager for the Chicago White Sox back in 2005. Kerry Wood, who I've owned three of his jerseys. I think I told him that after I had a few drinks in me. I feel so bad I this was a more on top. No, that's I'll mention that in the beginning thing. Maybe yeah, maybe I should cut this part. But no, I love this. I love that you were able to do that. It's like insane. Yeah, I'll mention that more in the beginning. But uh, you know, in case yeah, thank you. I'll I'll do like a little quick little intro it's where like I the t- best tell your credits. Thing. It was a great thing. So um, if you guys are wondering why I haven't mentioned that, I also have a baseball podcast. I do it, Mike Bryanstein. You know, Brian. Oh. I mentioned that on that podcast. 
this is like my main podcast. That's my second one. I should probably treat them both as equals because I do love doing them both equally. I'm just, I just fucking love podcasting. And, uh, on that one, I got into a lot of really cool baseball stories. So go to that. If you want to hear some cool baseball stuff, this guy, Sean Casey told one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. Um, Carrie Wood was super cool. Uh, Anthony Rizzo. I got, they, they, brought me on stage at the end where they brought us all on stage just sang piano man which i'm a big billy joel fan so it was kind of it was it was it was a real uh dream occasion i guess and um that was my netflix special actually just doing the five to, doing i did i did almost 15 minutes up top actually but yeah it was great so you guys want to hear those stories go to uh, comedians talking baseball you guys do it with brido yeah we you do like it over the phone it's so amazing. we do it through this anchor app so the sound quality could be better um, but oh, it's still exciting. it's still a fun thing we yeah it's a great way for me and him to keep up because you know my last year living in LA the Cubs won the World Series and so me and him became even tighter we were always buddies but yeah. we used to just talk sports all the time so that was a lot of fun I thought of another one don't you can't fake experience you got to do the thing oh yes yes for sure you got to do the you got to do it you can't fake the skill like people aren't good after 25 years just because they're better than all of us because of experience yes definitely. not always but like you can't fake these things like you have to go through i'll say this l- listen to everyone's advice whether or not you want to apply it that's up to you because you got to understand people what works for you like tell you what works for them unlike what they think and also sometimes there's no oh, one path in this don't industry. be followed by your fear don't ever like make decisions because you're scared of something like that sucks yeah but ask for stuff like a lot of the times like yeah i want know, i want to throw out a first pitch for cubs game someone i'm asking right now someone help me or out like that. i wasn't happy with something and i went and told like the execs i was like this sucks like you need to invest more in this and that and like this wasn't up to par and she was like thanks for telling me send me recommendations no one ever tells me like i need talent to tell me so i can make it better but like as talent everyone's scared because we want these opportunities and we don't want to make anyone mad and we want to keep working. And so we keep doing stuff, but like things can't get better. So it's like, or ask for the ride or like be like, no, I actually need this thing. Or can I have this? Like there's just no harm in asking for the thing unless it's to feature or do a guest set at a club and the person doesn't know you and you're being weird. Yeah. yeah but there's always a right and wrong <laughs> yeah. way to go about something. <laughs> yeah. Don't like force someone in a corner for stage time. But I'm just saying like, because there's no one path in this thing. Like you were yeah. mentioning earlier, like don't sweat, not getting something, all that for as and many people stuff. we know, like you've done Montreal it worked out great for you. Well, we also know other people who did Montreal. It didn't work out great yeah. for, and we also know people who never did Montreal who have great fucking careers. Yes. So yeah, yeah. don't get all obsessed with one thing really or another. And there's no excuse. Like, I was with my friend Sabrina. Please watch this, actually. It's a music video. Link in my Insta bio. Glitter cheese. But oh, Holly's having, the dog's having dreams and kicking. It's really cute. Um, <laughs> it's my sweet puppy, Holly. But so we went to Palm Springs to do these gay shows. And I brought my friend Jake. And he's a cool music video and director and like fun guy. But like. I just had a plus one. So I was like, come to the Palm Springs with us. And we went. And then while we were there, he's like, let's film this music video. We got lyrics the day before. Shauna went and bought outfits. He filmed the whole thing on an iPhone. The whole thing all over the Ace Hotel. It's like a sexy music video, like multiple spots, like hot tub scenes. We did one scene. It was so impressive where like we were in a photo booth being romantic. I watched it, by the way. But he, So he made the flashes from the photo booth with another iPhone and taped it with an iPhone. Like everything that's pretty dope was and of course he's very talented and it has skills and is good at this stuff and it looks amazing and he edited it but it was such a lesson where it's like there's no excuse like you can do anything like our friend julia she doesn't have a following she doesn't do comedy she like bought a sound thing and went and did a podcast like there's really she should have done it a long time ago i feel like right because yeah. no i think she's i think it's a good medium for her 
Yeah, but it's perfect now because then Alex McBain makes all the like cool art. Oh no, that's it's great. Like, yeah, so awesome. But um, yeah, it's this like that was a huge lesson for me. Like, do it. You know, my friends in New York they wrote. Um, a Handmaid's Tale, the musical, and it's been selling oh, yeah, out locations, sold out um, the Kennedy Center, like touring. And, it's Marcia and um, uh, Marcia, yeah, Marcia Belsky. Why did I say Marcia? Because it's spelled okay. like that. Yeah. yeah, but I know that because I remember. Anyway, I've met her. And times. Melissa nice. Stakowski, and it's like, you know, do the thing. Like Megan and I made tons of stuff that we'll never see the light of day with Hank and we got together and you meet people and like, just there's no excuse not to do I stuff. You guys did the. Um, Beyonce song girls it's humiliating it? yeah it's, it's not good fun. like we don't know what we're doing no we, I mean it was shot but pretty it was well fun. it was just a no because Hank is silly. good but no yeah Hank wasn't... did my I did this fantasy football thing that I'm actually going to start back up this year I did uh, two seasons ago I did a fantasy football live show where I would go live on Facebook and take people's fantasy football questions and it was fun for a little while, but then my fantasy football team was tanking because I was so worried about other people's shit. I felt like I wasn't focusing on my own team. I was just, yeah. and so I'm like, I'm not doing this shit. I bl- I, I'm competitive, so I, I blame the show on my poor performance. But he made this video for me to promote it, and people love the video. And it's like, who shot them? I'm like, oh, Hank, yeah, did a great job. Hank is very so talented. I did Hank, think of something good work, else. Man. I remember when I started, I would like young Turks, I miss friends' birthdays or family things or try and like do crazy shit. And you should, you should feel hungry and like wanting to do it every day constantly. But like, take time off, go on vacation. Like if go to medieval times for your friend's birthday, like if you, again, if you want to do it forever, like take the time, visit a friend, like see you'll someone. Have, you'll have more to, live, to a write, life. live a life worth talking about on stage. Right. Yeah. Like that took me a while. That took me years and years and years and years to like go take a week off. I'm like, I'm not going to Chuck E. Cheese with some friends. Yeah. Remember that shit? That was fun. And yeah. then go to a spy store and hear Lisa speak Russian for the first time and, and realize <laughs> the spy store guy was kind of like worried. I felt like, and I don't know, don't, I'm guilty, I'm bad at this, but like, don't get involved in the drama and gossip, everyone's just doing their own shit, but it's hard, because we're all just there, but I'm so worried about people being fake, and so like, I'm mean to people I don't like, or whatever, and this and that, and they enrage me, and fuck you, and I hate you, and finally our friend Julia was like, some of these people are your coworkers, it's fine, you don't have to hate them, no one will think you're mean, and you don't think you're a fraud if you say hi to someone you don't like, like, you're, these, some people are gonna be around for a long time that you don't like. Yeah. It's true. And you can't get mad every time and scream and fight and like spend so much energy. Yeah. There's definitely a lot I'm of waste energy. Of and I'm, I'm guilty in that shit too. I'm, I'm so sometimes I feel like talking. I create the drama. Well, cause I go back and forth where I'm like, all right, do I really care what these people in the scene think? What does it matter? I'm doing my thing. They're doing their thing. And it doesn't have to be this incestuous thing all the time, but it's like, well, look, you, you want respect to your peers. But then again, it's like, you don't want to change who you are. So you're right, but to to avoid drama, sometimes it's nice to be like, "Hi, how are you? Good, yeah. good to see you. Nice set. All right, and then go your merry fucking way." Yeah. Um, and you're not yeah. better than any room. No, nobody's better than any room. And Joe, sure. I mean, obviously, sometimes audiences suck, and I get it. But like people, that I've I hear people constantly like, "Oh, they were too old. They were too young. They were a Christian. They were that. I was late. They were drunk. They were this." And it's like. Yeah, you, sometimes you want to work on a joke or some new joke and whatever, and the crowd is drunk and rowdy, and you move on and you you figure it out. Like, yeah, you, you learn grow. from it. You kind of like because grow. sometimes you're like, oh, that. You know, if you're doing a new joke and it killed three nights in a row, and then the fourth night it bombs. Sometimes you have to do assess. Ken oh. Barnard gave me good advice once. I like Ken. I haven't seen him. Nikki in a while. and Selmo's actually in the crowd. Was she? Co- yes, a bunch of people from high school came. It was riot, and this was the worst. Oh, I missed you- that. It was a fun show. This was one of the worst. You know, I was on the first one ever. You guys booked me for that, which was very nice. Yeah, bombs of my life. Really? 
I had to waitress the show. None of the servers were able to work that day. So I worked at the restaurant. So Chicago Joe's everyone. Why didn't I just not go up that night? I just didn't think about it. And so I waitressed the show, then went up to do my set and zero silence the whole 10 minutes like did my to nothing and like make all these people were there and i was humiliated and then had to go waitress and so i said like then wait so oh, you had to come back in the room and say hey and, what can and I keep you drink? serving them oh my god after the bomb and i was getting drunk obviously i was like so humiliated and then mm. ken barner was like listen it can't get any worse like no one really likes you so why are you doing the same thing like step back take a moment and go be in the moment and I'm so glad I got that advice early on. So if like a joke doesn't, or something's not happening, I'm always acknowledging, which isn't everyone's style and I get that too. But for me, like, I don't want them to ever think I'm delusional and don't know what's happening. I'm very much on that team So too. that's not for everyone's state. I kind of don't know how everyone. people don't. Isn't that weird? Like yeah. if I tell a joke that eats shit, I feel like I have to at least address it somewhat. I, even if it's one word or like, oh God. But I yeah, never I mean, don't. like I know some people that are like, uh, I, see, I, I guess you didn't like that. No, I guess you're not smart. I, I so, sometimes get mean. I got to work on that though. I just I usually know feel not to. like you don't want to just discredit. I remember one time there was like all these old people and I was like, great. They're not going to like my dirty shit. This is bullshit. Why am I here? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And they fucking had an amazing time and laughed. Like you never want to assume this happened to me even recently. I was in Connecticut with Lebo at some casino, older crowd weekday, really light. I was like, I don't know if they're going to hate me. I know they're going to hate me. And it was like awesome. They were like perverts. And yeah, you never know. You really, just you never know. know. Yeah. So like, and also they maybe they didn't hate you because they're old or businessy or tired or it's a Friday early or late, and maybe it's you. Maybe you suck. Yeah. There you go, maybe Lisa. It's you. Thank you so much for being on the <laughs> podcast, everybody. God bless anyone that listened. No, yeah, for real. No, I really don't. No, if you're a dude who listened, I hope you actually did listen. You know, um, we do have to be better and not so sensitive. And I'm gonna start. Uh, trying to put that into uh, action instead of just talking about wanting to be better actually fucking doing it so um yeah i hope you know what yeah god bless you for listening like lisa said but also fucking listen why not it's uh so i think this was a very fun podcast it was long let's do it in chunks if you want but definitely take <laughs> something out of it if you can uh for lisa traeger i'm joe kilgown uh, write us a review it goes a long way this has been kilgown's pop cheers <laughs>